Hello and welcome to Elite Cadre, the Hordes and War Machine podcast that doesn't take itself too seriously or broadcast too often. I'm Mike. Yeah, not too often. That'd be too... I'm Kurt. Yeah, you don't want to sound like a broken record, Ben. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, we've all got lives, or at least a reasonable facsimile of life. Yeah, a semblance of a life, a precy of a life. <laughs> precy? Yeah. What's coming next? <laughs> I don't know. That was my big word. Sorry. It's a good word. What I have is a series of hobbies that pass for an existence. I don't even get hobby time anymore. Uh, that's a lie, because I did have a little bit of hobby time. But If we did this more, I'd have more hobby time. It's always I tend to do stuff when we do this. Oh, there we go. Yeah. I, I tend to procrastinate while I do this. What, what we need to do is see how much Crucible Guard Kurt can finish by episode 100. But what out paint out scheme are you going for? Because I quite like, I like, the, I like the turquoise. I think it's going to be a lot of purple and a lot of gold. I start mm-hmm. with that premise because because without jumping jumping the gun because of Leo. Yeah. So going three steps back here, um, we've just had I say just it was week week and a half two weeks ago now maybe more who knows um, we've had lock and load and there were various bits and pieces there including the big launch of the Crucible Guard the new faction for War Machine. Uh, the, the the remnant of the alchemists of Lale? Is that fair? Yeah, it, there's yeah. more, but yes. Okay, well, let's let Kurt kind of uh, drone on and send you to sleep about it. What's the point? What? Okay. <laughs> um, I yeah, haven't played much War Machine. Um, a little bit here and there, a little bit of Trolls, a little bit of Menoth, and um, this has really pulled me back in. Uh, I really want to play a lot more with Crystal Guard. Um, mainly because it draws back, because the first First book I bought. Okay. Well, the first story I've really got into was the the Escalation book. The second Mark One, second book of War Machine in Mark One Escalation, mm-hmm. um, and in Escalation, the the narrative moved on, which was a, a novel thing at that time because previous to that, Games Workshop and similar games, they stayed the same. I know now everything's been moving on in the worlds of Warhammer and Age of Age of um, it's just Sigma. Yeah, it's changing everything every ten minutes. But um, well, that that was that's been a relatively much later development. That the, the whole thing with forty uh, k for years was that it, it was yeah. locked at two minutes to midnight. You'd you'd got these characters who were like from the the deep past who you could play, like uh, Commissar Yarrick, but the, the the current time was always two minutes to midnight. They expanded and, the past. You could get more yeah. and more past, couldn't you? You could always read more. There's more 30k, or the 30k stuff happened, and more detail on that. And that was go back when I was first playing 40k. The 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 um, 30k was the kind of a, a rumor thing. It was kind of t- touched on gradually, hinted at, and more and more came out gradually. But so Escalation came out. Um, when was that? 2005, six. Um, and there was narrative story in that that progressed the story into the next year from Prime, from the original Prime, and mm-hmm. that fascinated me. And I loved the story that happened. So. The short version of what happened in the story was Kador invaded Lael. Lael, little country, kind of next to Signar, next to Kador, further over from Ord, got invaded by Kador uh, in a very gruesome and brutal way. Signar made a half-assed attempt to help defend it because they were kind of a kind of protected ally. Um, and there were some stories, and there's a I think in the, in there's there's a color scheme in that book for having a I can't remember which legion it is actually which, which regiment or whatever it is that defended Lael, but there is a kind of a semi purpley um a grey with purple shoulder pad. Yeah. And, and the crest on. Um to have defending Leo. And I liked that. I like the story. I like underdogs. 
and I liked that kind of trodden down. So I always had ambitions of kind of doing Lely's Resistance Mercs um, to the point where I have a Bokker, which is a got a Lael shield, which just found, which is good for radio. It's holding, holding models up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, so that's that's what happened originally, going back a long, a long way. And the and the Lely's Resistance has gradually been expanded by baby steps. Um, I mean, the first issue of No Quarter was where we first met Ashlyn um, and, and that kind of concept. But very, things came out very, very slowly for that. It was never really um, a faction. It's, it's only recently become a proper kind of mercenary force. But it took until Mark Three to actually get real Thorn Gun Mages. Yeah. And even then, most people don't play them and they should feel ashamed of that because the Thorn Gun Mages are quite good. Quite expensive for, for three models, aren't they? But yeah. Yes, but that, this this is the thing. I found people tend to leave them alone, oddly, which... Oh, okay. Yeah. I might I might paint some some Signar over to it and try them and see what I feel. Um, I know they've got two guns and not and things, but anyway. Um, so we've had a gradual progression to it, and then we had Menoth later on, I can't remember which book that happened in, came up the river and kind of rescued, in quote, Lael, um, or half of it. Um, and then in the background in some of the stories, things I haven't read, the... Um, the, where we're sort of heading was the, the ruling body of Lael was the Order of the Golden Crucible, which was the, the gun mages worked for um, back then. They were also they were sort of an alchemist organisation, and the alchemists, part of that organisation, fled to Ord after a while, when it was, became clear that Lael wasn't going to stand. I'm sure we'll get comments and things that I'm getting some of this wrong. It's all from memory, I'm not reading anything. And then, um, <laughs> jump forward even further, um, <coughs> excuse me, to last year, um, and they announced the Crucible Guard was coming out, which was a basically a... Um, for like an Ordic army at its core, um, but funded by the um, Order of the Golden Crucible with mixed aims and goals. So some of the ruling body want, are kind of aiming at Lael, but most of it is just at wreaking their revenge against those that persecuted them in the past. So it is taking that the oldest warjack that we've that was ever around, which is the is it the Toro? Yeah, it is, isn't it? Something like that. The right there one, was. There, there was some bits in there that... Um, so one of the best books that actually came out that was before the Skull Island Expeditions was in Thunder Forge, which was the Fall of Lael series, which um, uh, started off actually with a, with a bit where um, the Alchemist Guild was infiltrated by a spy, basically, who stole a formula. And this to do with... Um, Oh God, Catherine Lattimore basically, um, and a motley crew trying to um, deal with that situation. Basically, kind of like um, Saving Private Ryan s kind of story. Cool. That focused a lot on Lael. Um, I've read that. I might check that out. It's. Uh, I'll post the link here. Cool. It's it's a good book. Um, it was supposed to have a, a sequel from a Kador and Widowmaker perspective. And then Skull Island came and fucked it all up. Um, well, wasn't that the one where it's like they they got like publishing rights with a publisher for so many books, and then they didn't continue with them because reasons, and now they can't go back to what they've done. And yeah, pretty pretty much they can't they can't continue that story. And the second book probably I think was actually written, but probably will never see light. Yeah. It's um, it was like the whole thing of why Monpok went away for a while. We think, we think well, although we don't know now that it's coming back, it's even more confusing. But anyway, yeah, I, so, I'm, I'm guessing a deal has expired that allows yeah, them to 
Ah, well, yeah, that's probably right. The author yeah. of the book um, has written a lot of fantasy stuff. He's written uh, stuff for Dungeons and Dragons, uh, all published. He's for Magic the Gatherings, uh, storyline Vampire the Masquerade. So he's quite a well published author, and it really did read very well. So I would recommend it, Kurt. Cool, I'll have a look. Um, yeah, um, it's amazing. the short version is from a What is the Army? Is um, it's an army of Gorman. Is the based around Gorman in a kind of a, a crude way. It's um, an army of alchemists, um, but it can it can use forces from the Lily's Resistance as as mercenaries, even in the theme forces, which, which kind of help round it out, and make it quite quite nice. Um, but it just appeals from that whole kind of in that I always wanted to build this Lale army. And you couldn't, and you can do the Merc version. And I know it's got close now, I and mean, we're a lot closer than we ever were. Yeah. Go back to the day, it was you steelheads and pretend they were kind of ladies militia, and that, that was kind of cool at the time. Mark, early well, Mark Two steelheads now aren't even allowed in the uh, the ladies no. army. No, they're not are they? No. Um, Which goes back to the five star kind of way of things, I guess. Do you remember the various different? Four star. Yeah. Four oh, star. Four star sorry, yeah. yeah. Five stars are petrol, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was banned. Four star. In, uh, in, in the days of your binge. Uh, you're thinking of the band, though, I think, Ben's trying to deny it. Uh, what band? What? No, I'm not even trying to... De- I, I know that kind of sounds like... <laughs> Sorry? Right. He's only we. <laughs> I'm not singing. Not with this voice. <laughs> um, yeah, so it just had that, I've had that appeal. And I, I have to admit, I've been a bit... Um, I don't know. I've wanted to get back into War Machine and, and kind of... I, know, I kind of have agreed with some of what Ben just said and, and the last kind of... I don't know how many issues we've, of this uh, where I felt a bit kind of like meh and 40k happened in a big way. I like the resurgence of, of Games Workshop and the new 40k but something about having an army based around these kind of dejected citizens of Lael or the, or the alchemists and the really cool bits of Lael from before having their own army which is Audic as well but it, it being this kind of not mercenary army but not quite, but kind of, but doing their own thing. I like that. And if I quite like that it's a contained army, that yeah. yes, they will throw odd things into it going forward in the future because they already are with, um, with the other things that are out there with um, um, Convergence and they are throwing odd models out, but they're not getting full-blown kind of expansions. And I quite like the fact it's contained, meaning that I can have one small case, I can get everything in it except the Colossal and... Or probably the tanks. Probably the, yeah, yeah, the trains the aren't going to fit, are they? <laughs> no. Yeah. Um... I really do like the artwork and the style. And yeah. The the only one that I didn't like was the heavy infantry, but I can I live like with those. That. Yeah, I uh, like those a lot. But yeah. I, I can live with them. Um I, I if I was actively playing the game I would definitely pick up the box. Um I just noticed something. With the with the next Black Anchor Industries thing, which is the Menoff Shrine. Yeah. You, get a, you can get a free oven mitt if you order it. A free <laughs> oven mitt. The fuck? Let's hope it's exactly as good as those Loot Crate Thanos ones. Did you ever hear about those? No. Oh, uh, yes, my friend's got one. Yeah, uh, so Loot Crate, I, I realize this is a bit of a divergence, but we'll go with it. Um, Loot Crate, as part of one of their random crates, gave out an oven glove, which was themed in the style of the Infinity Gauntlet. Uh, one problem, uh, they never actually bothered to check if it was heat resistant. Oh my god. Oh 
So people God. were using it, and it was melting to their skin. It was decorative only. Yes, and they hadn't put that on there. So they were in quite a bit of trouble. Oh, dear. Yes. So wow. If, if you do get a purely decorative oven mitt, um, just maybe don't use it. Or use it to tell. I mean, to be sure, I mean, they are the Infinity Stones. You do have to be able to wield them, you know. You've got to have the power <laughs> to, to very true, yes. I don't think in an oven glove you can really snap your fingers. Are you sure? So... I'll give it a try next time I'm getting a pizza out of the oven. <laughs> let, you know, let you know how it goes. Is that, that extent if you're baking, your oven is used for pizza. The yeah, it's a pizza oven. Yeah? <laughs> yeah? Yeah? And cookies. And cookies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good Lord. I've just seen the size of the, the, the men off uh, yeah. was it Shrine of the Lawgiver. It's huge. Yeah, Shrine it's of the massive. Lawgiver. It's bigger than their colossal. Yeah, to, much. To be honest, you can just get the... It, you can proxy it with the um, battle engine quite easily. You could yeah. proxy it quite nicely with some MDF bits of church and glue to the CD. <laughs> or, or with that stupid terrain piece. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Utterly unplayable. You'd need to butcher the base, but yeah. You would. But that'd be right. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of things you could... Get. I, I can't imagine me doing that. I, I, CD, oh. for instance, that works. How much are they asking for? I don't know. Enough to make you whinge. Well, I don't know. It doesn't take a lot. I mean, I know exactly. that the I know that the railless raiders, railless tank things, uh, they're railless not. Yeah, that's it. They're going to be um, available Retail. normally. Now, they are. So. Yeah. Apart from apart from the warcaster, supposedly. Uh, I think that's speculation. I think she's she's either going to be in every box or she'll be a little blister add-on because she's basically no. going to be it's, it's a figure that you stick on top, isn't it? Yeah. And a different and different guns at bits. Gun bits. <coughs> I hope it's not like a a titan where you have to buy, spend forty pounds for those extra gun bits or whatever. Well, they've only got five warcasters. You can't make one impossible to get, can you? Don't know. They can try. I know they can, but yeah. Uh, did you oh, get the um, the railless yeah. interceptor and going? That's a bit silly. I love them. They remind me of Dominion tank police. Yeah, now let's do, talk, me too. Three let's different talk about spray, a range fourteen, power fifteen AOE four gun. Yeah. Concealment while within three inches. Reposition <laughs> three. Well, that's just the war wagon describing with a hell of a lot more armor. And uh, yeah, how many boxes and, is it? And oh, it's got more boxes than anything bash. ever, hasn't it? It's got 38 boxes or something like that. Uh, something like that. 36, I think. Is it? 36. It's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. I, I, only, only armor 19, though. Come on. That's I'm, not rushing, I'm not rushing to get it, but at some point it will happen. It'll see more play than the dwarf one will. Haven't you got two of those? No. I've only got one. Okay. It's never been on the table. It's never been out of the box? I, I have, in fact... No, I've glued it. It's behind me. It's fine. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> it's nice I have, in it. fact, only ever played Colossals twice in Mark Three, and it was at the same event. That's depressing. I played Gargantuans. I haven't played Colossals very much, ever. Uh, I played Gargantuans, because Troll you, ones. Yeah. You never, you never owned um, a Colossal? I have a... Uh, the Signar. First Signar one is still in bits somewhere. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I can see a bit of it up there. Um, and that's it, I think. Ugh. I own I own three gargantuans. Uh but 
I think we're getting a bit off topic here. Yeah. So, 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 so what, what, what can you tell us about the uh, the Crucible Guard here? Kurt? Come on. Uh, what about gameplay or star? I mean, star wise, they are um, they're an unusual army um, in the sense that they are they are a, an army of chemists and alchemists. So they are an army that is drawn from a kind of uh, almost a kind of neighborhood or um, part of Ord that specializes in this. So they are. Everything from alchemists that are learning, experimenting, and trying new things, and uh, those that look after them. So the heavy infantry are based, are, are literally are their kind of first responders. They are dressed to protect themselves from scientists' um, accidents. Um, they um, some one of, one of the classes is basically like an uber gorman. So um, Silvestro is um, is pretty much he, gorman on steroids. Yeah, I'm looking at him now. Like he really is. He really is. Epic Gorman, the Warcaster, who really is. Yeah, the Fulmination Grenade. This weapon gains additional damage rolls against constructs and undead. Yep. I mean, okay, only range six, but yeah, Weapon Master Power 13 grenades against undead and um, constructs. That seems quite good. Spell his, list seems interesting as the well. The bottom spell is the really, his unique spell is either an armor and um, strength buff to his own troops or. A debuff if you cast it on the opponents for the same thing, same spell. Yeah, so plus two strength and death and gain Pathfinder, or minus two strength and death and lose Pathfinder. Yeah, and they have tons of ways to chink armor with. Um, so they have a unit of um, of alchemists, uh, combat alchemists that are like a unit of minor Gormans. So they throw different kinds of grenades, including smoke bombs, and they have prowls. They stand in their smoke, they, they gain stealth. They stand right out in front, they have advanced deploy, so they. Go at the front. So my thinking is six of those at the front, right at the front, smoke gris green, a bit like we used to do with um druids, and then debuffing after that, knocking armor down. Um the feet is pretty nuts as well. Oh, his feet is bizarre, isn't it? It's like signs of importance, but you choose which one you take away in order to incur crits, because most of the army has a crit on its weapon. Yeah. Um what else do they have? Basic infantrymen with guns that shoot lots of different types of weapons. But a lot of their guns shoot multiple types of of ammo. In fact, yeah. almost every gun does that uh, in, in the army. Um, the, the heavy war jacket is based around the earliest heavy war jacket from the role, front cover of the original role-playing game, which is, I believe is the Toro. Uh, yeah, yeah. So refitted and modernized, but they are. Um, there's two other versions that have... Um, um, I'm trying to find out. So we've got yeah, the Toro is the basic the, the one. The suppressor, the suppressor, uh, and the Toro. Oh, the is not listed on mine. That's um, the Toro isn't. It's oh, it's mercenary, isn't it? So yeah, it is a mercenary jack uh, as well. Um, the Vindicator is is the kind of um, reckoner type jack. So it's got a raised gun and it's got a big mace. Again, shoots multiple different types of, of weapons. The suppressor um, has two fists and sprays on the backs of his fists. Again, multiple different types of sprays. I, I will say I am quite happy that the, um, the, 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 the Toro is a Merc Jack because having a 13-point War Jack with counter charge and a PNS 18 sword, that's quite tasty. There's a lot of talk that's going to replace the Nomad in a lot of places. Uh, for for two, what is it, two points more. You get have a lot more. Or uh, one more armor. One more defense. Uh, I mean, you lose a point on the shield, point of damage, but you gain counter charge, which is kind of nuts. And you gain a death as well, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, only only up to death eleven, which is I know it's not much. Ten to eleven is neither here nor there. Eleven to thirteen is way bigger, but 
True. Yeah, very true. Yeah. Um, and then we get to the more weird, wonderful. So that's the kind of like basic idea. But weird, wonderful. Cruise Brigade, Rocket Men, flying, high def, um, grenade bomb throwing, Rocket. I think the Rocketeer, and a whole unit of them, and that's about right. So yeah, for, for reference to what Kurt's just saying, so you've got a unit that is speed seven, def fourteen, um, rats. Well, they're all ranged, so it's um, rat six is their important one. Um, with flight gunfighter, they've got a gravity bomb, uh-huh. which is range four, AOE three, power twelve. They're immune to their own bombs. Yes, which doesn't affect models with flight and ignores cover and elevation. Yep. But is also cumbersome. A carbine, which is neither here nor there. Yeah. Uh, and strafing run. So effective models gain plus two speed and reposition five this turn. The um, the unit attachment grants them a plus two death buff as well. And almost every single caster has some way of buffing a unit's defense. So they can easily go death 16 if they want to. man captain who's got two carbines because why not? Why not? Oh, granted dodge, so definitely yep. in troops with dodge. Swift Hunter. Now, defensive, or, defensive order, uh, defensive action does clash with their other order, so they can't... It does, do the, one or the other, yeah. Yeah, you can't do the high speed. You can either be high speed or high defense. Yeah. And, yeah, def 16 troops that don't suffer blast damage with dodge is... Yeah. That's up there on the irritation scale. Um <clears throat> There's a lot of stuff in the army that you look at the basic stat and you go, Meh, it's all right, and then you look at the special rules. So the, the, the heavy infantry, the, 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 the stat line is pretty basic, but then you realise that they are, I think they've got Ash and Vale, or they stand in a cloud all the time, effectively, mm. and um, and they all have carapace. So, oh, it's the assault yeah. troopers. Yeah, well, both. They're both the assault troopers and the stormtroopers. Um, so they both have... Carapus, which means that oh no, they're only armor sixteen, except they're armor twenty against free strikes and ranged attacks. Yeah, so they will get into combat and they will hurt you. And I, I just quite like <coughs> I quite like the trickiness of it, but I like the way that it's a small army. It's going to be confined, contained. It's not quite as over the top as as um, Grimkin, but it's going to take some doing to kind of understand how those things fit together. I quite like that. I've just looked at their equivalent of the trenches. Um, so they have a basic attack. This attack causes magic damage on critical hit, upkeep spells and animo on the model immediately expire on basic troops. Yeah, so, on basic uh, that's their uh, <coughs> was it 915? Yeah, basic like trenches. They've got dispel, basically. yes, wow. dispel and magic weapons on demand. Uh, on guns, only... are they on guns? Yeah. On yes, guns. range 12 guns. Range 12, power 11 guns. Power 11? Wow. With with CRA. Wow, they're a big bunch of cunts, aren't they? <laughs> with lots of ways to drop the defence and the armour of things they're shooting at. What, multiple Gorman sort of debuff type things? Type oh, all over the place, and yeah. if you take the unit attachment, they've got magic, they've got mage static as well. Add, add plus five range to the spells. Yeah. Mm. Oh! Oh, and a mini feat for dual shot. Wow. Like there's, no, there's nothing there's nothing like power creep Ooh, in the game. Uh... I mean, don't <laughs> Okay, at that point it's like uh nineteen points for a unit, which does so much. But it's quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's it's quite flexible and they're death twelve armor fourteen, so they're gonna drop like flies. Yeah. Uh, and they don't have things like dig in, like trenches, so 
you've got to try and make them a bit more survivable. So any... you could you make it survivable by having um, Arcanist, combat Arcanists at the front with clouds, and you make it survivable by upping their death or upping their armor with spells. So yeah, it's... It, it, it definitely looks to be an army that's got to get by on its synergies. It's got some great yeah. outstanding stuff. Yeah. You've got to deliver it. I really like those smaller armies where the synergies are more apparent and you don't have to go digging for them. You don't have to go you don't have to wait until some tournament winner has found the only way, basically. At least yeah. if it's all on the cards, as it were. You can um they you can just Yeah, sorry go. They've even got a pretty good journeyman. Is uh, it a yeah. character oh, or is it just uh, a Prospero, Prospero is yeah. amazing. So, so it is a character, but anyway, guided fire, which they've got a decent amount of range weapons, so that's fine. Um, it's got range ten, power twelve gun, meh. Uh, two Chef power cannon. twelve melee weapons, meh. Focus four, that's pretty decent for a journeyman. Um, it's got uh, a cost one spell. Target friendly warjack stands up. is no longer stationary and can turn to face any direction. If it was disrupted, it is no longer disrupted, and gains up to three fo focus points and gains unstable for a turn. So it can explode. Um, <laughs> but what's, yeah. the, what's the explosion? Power fourteen or uh, power fourteen blast damage roll uh, to models within three inches. Hmm. What's his? Um, he's got one. He's got another ability that you missed. Well, I hadn't got down to the oh. Arcane Shield. Field no. Marshal Dispel. <laughs> or Veteran Leader Warjack. Veteran oh, wow. So if you if, if the jack is eight inches of him, it gets plus one on all its to hit rolls. Wow. That, awesome. that, that is bonkers. Um, that I like the um the warlock attachment, Alice, um, who basically is this little girl who gives things like harmonious exploitation. I feel the little buff. She's quite cool, except that when she either when she dies or she chooses to drink her. So we have alchemists that throw grenades and throw stuff and do weird things. That we have them that make things fly and go beyond that. We have them that screw around with potions. So she um, basically can at any given point drink her magic potion, or yeah. when you kill her, she automatically drinks it, and she goes from being a, basically a standard little kind of infantry girl who buffs a bit like the hierophant to being a medium base combat monster with eight wounds and I don't know. I, ironically called Big Alice. Claws yeah. and tough. And yeah. tough. And hyper regeneration and yeah. counter charge. And yeah. breather. Yeah. This model does not suffer well, gas. Most effects. of the army has breather, yeah. 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 Um jump? Then, you've then you've got her husband. Wait, it has jump. Yes it has jump. Fuck <laughs> Sorry, carry on. Then you've got her husband, who is um, I'm touching on Coy's car up now, who is um, was probably a journeyman. That was about as good as he was uh, until he started drinking potions and messing about, and he managed to turn himself into a warcaster by drinking potions. Um, so let's find his card in a minute. His um, I'm trying to remember his name. Wait, he is. Doesn't that screw with the idea, That's Lucas? Doesn't that um, screw with the idea though that Lucas Demare? Yeah. To the Focus Five one. Right. Wait. Doesn't that screw with the idea that Warcasters were, or the whole idea that arcane power, as it were, was given by the gods, basically? To so man. this isn't creating a Warcaster from nothing. It's okay. enhancing his abilities through drinking dodgy potions. Oh, so he was already... He That's what I said. He was probably a journeyman, but yeah. through drinking... So he's a Focus 5 caster, except he has this juicing ability <laughs> where he can, he can gain focus 
up to three, can drink three like vials of potion up to three a turn and gains a focus for that round for each potion he drinks. He takes wounds for each ones that he ends up keeping. So basically, he can take damage from it, but he can buff himself by drinking potions. Wow. Um, so he can go up to focus eight. And he has rapid healing as well. Oof. Uh, when this model reduces, removes juice tokens while in little Alice's command range, it can remove up to two additional juice tokens. So she helps him because obviously they work together. It's, uh, it's, it's interesting. He's, um, he's kind of the all-rounder, I think. Um, oh, that feat? Very interesting. Well, I, I, to myself, I've read too many versions of it. I've just read it. Um, it's very simple. That's simpler than it has been, yeah. So if he's got three, he gains another three focus. So, yeah, gain one focus point for each juice token currently on D Marais. The thing is, you could let those build up over a few turns. Uh, oh, yeah, he doesn't have maximum three anymore. See, this has changed. I, went, I watched this through CID, so I've got too many versions in my head now. Yeah, so you he can... changed a lot during CID. You can place up to three on him. Right, so you can have like six or seven. Yeah. Maximum. He will take damage from them, yeah. and it says he can remove D3 juice tokens at wow. the end of every turn. So, yeah, you could like that. Oh, oh, that that get very bad very quickly. It's a weird yeah. mix of Striker Two and Asphyxius Two, isn't it? In the sense of Asphyxius One's feet, isn't it? When he gets to have always focus back, it's a kind of a weird mix of those two kind of functions, isn't it? Yeah, and of course, if you can get like plus six focus on him, having something like Force Hammer that you can just go twice for that turn, just like yeah, smack, 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 just, smack, smack, just, smack. just you're going backwards and you're going backwards as well. That's bad. Uh, Iron Flesh works well with quite a few bits of his army, especially the rocket yeah. men who just go bonkers. Oh, sorry, no, it's arm now, isn't it? So it's armor now, yeah. I was gonna say, so I always yeah. used to think when I first started playing War Machine, I was like, why is that not armor? Iron Flesh, surely that means armor, and they finally changed it. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's only five castles together. We've talked about Silvestro, we talked about Lucas. Um, uh, Locke is a, a girl who has weird sort of external armor and she's also convergence as well so she's she's a strange kind of um um warjack caster that has sort of she's half warjack herself if you like without going into details of her oh yeah um, split loyalties so yeah, yeah. She does both. yeah. Army, she's convergence yep and, and you know that. Has, and no, i don't know how you like i said i haven't followed any of the crucible guard stuff so far Oh, okay. So she's she's interesting. She's really very warjacky in her spells and her repair ability and all kind of stuff. She's kind of a mechanic that's had big arms bolted onto her armor and stuff. It's just quite cool. Um, and also one of the best spells in the game, Jackhammer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jackhammer and Redline. Yes. Mm. So yeah, Redline and Jack run it in and just wail away with Jackhammer. Now I'm not an expert at convergence, but engine of destruction where you up your own map by four when your jacks use your map seems rather good. But we don't uh, have yeah. yeah, that that seems that seems tidy. Yeah, um, yeah. So he's right. War in a convergence army. Also, yeah. That oh, hang on. No, so they're both self. Can't both. So I think she's gonna um she's gonna be the the warjack caster for a while at least because I think she's she comes out now imminently. Um, yeah, she's the only one available currently. Well, on... Sylvester comes out in the army box and then she's oh. she's out on her own. Yeah. Um, we talked about the tank things. So the other, thing, the other weird, wonderful thing that has it comes out with a battle engine, which is basically a train. It's called a railless. It's a train that just drives across the field. It's a big battle engine tank, um, and there's a warcaster that rides around in one, called Ira McKay. Um, and basically, the fluff apparently this is all hearsay, but the fluff apparently was when she became a warcaster, her daddy was so worried about her getting hurt that he built her a tank to drive around in. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. 
beat you down to two girls. I can totally get behind that. Um, she's another <laughs> Warjack caster. That's not a bad list of spells either. No, she's good. She's really good. Failsafe, Jumpstart, Mobility, and Return Fire. I said, a Warcaster that's on a big base, Def 10. I'm a 19, but with how many boxes? 36 boxes. She's not getting anywhere in a hurry, is she? No. Focus 6 on 120 mil base as well. That's Yeah, it's a big area, isn't it? So... Failsafe, Mobility, Jumpstart, Return Fire. I mean, they're simple. Nothing new there, but they're all good. Okay, and there's, and there's sort of... A, an, a, a decent feat as well because basically boosted damage against models in her control area yeah and run and gun yeah and magic weapons on um oh no magic weapons on just all their stuff brilliant <laughs> we've left we've left the silliest one to last believe it or not those are, those are the, the small sets of ones the silliest one uh general baldwin gerhardt and mr clegg mr clog clog even it's a weird line mr there, clegg mr clegg i was getting lost some wine somewhere there's nick clegg Sorry. Yeah. Um, so this is the guy that's in charge of all of it. He's the. Oh, field God, marshal. he's got a Batman. That's it, exactly it. So if you look at it, he's got on his card, he's only got an acid cannon. His stats are pretty mediocre. He's got a Mat 7, Rat 7, Def 16, Armor 19, Armor 16. He's 15, 16. He's all right. He's all right. He's not great. Yeah. Except that um, if you look at his, his uh, colleague, jump to his colleague's card, his colleague has an acid cannon and a Catholic detonator and a crypto evaporator and a vitriolic in. Aggression catapult, and he can't shoot any of them because he's encumbered. He can't shoot any. He's got four guns, and he can't shoot any because um, his boss can change gun. <laughs> Arms caddy. Once preservation, after making his initial attacks during his combat action, while within five inches of Mister Clog, Gerhardt can use arms caddy replace his ranged weapon with one of the weapons on Mister Clog's card. He can swap gun. So you kind of got to decide it the turn before, or or Mister Clog has alternate actions. He can swap the gun. I think. Or he can give him extra attack, but like yes, um, Johnny on the spot. So that, that's that's an interesting little. <coughs> that's a nice choice. Yeah. If you if you make the if you make a mistake, you basically lose a ranged attack for the turn, but you do get a bit more flexibility and battle plans. And battle plans. So yeah. Oh god. Oh, target friendly faction warrior model unit. If the warrior model unit is in range, it gains additional die on each model's first non-spray range attack roll for the turn. In an army with that many good guns, yep, he's he's tasty. I think he's, I think he's going to take some doing to get the hang of. He's good out of the box, and then there's going to be some detail there with him as well. Um, oh, he 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 looks to be like put lots of troops with him, yeah. Because, yeah, veteran leader as well. Yeah, veteran leader. Plus one two attack rolls. Faction warrior. Yep. Nothing else, just faction warrior. Um, and balance charge, deceleration, hot shot, and snipe. Well, yeah. Okay. Oh. Hard to fall and, and the feat is basically choose a model. It's got prey for your entire army. Brilliant. Yes, but when that's destroyed, choose another one. Yeah. So it's prey for that whole turn for your whole army. And they get an entire spell list that's useful: boundless yes. charge, deceleration, hot shot, and snipe. There's, there's no, there's no dud there at all. There's no unique spell, but there's no dud. I would also say there is no damage spell there as well. But he's got guns that are yin yang. Oh, true. Um, only one of them magical though. Uh, yeah. So he can. It's possible to get him into a tight spot. But True. Uh, that's that's certainly an that's actually an interesting design model. I will hand to PP. They've done well with that one. I I, uh, I think the whole army is unusual, different. It's um, it's not in a unique design space. It's already taking a lot of what we've already seen. But things like the heavy infantry are unusual. 
the troops are a variation on things we've already seen in different ways. Um, the Rocketmen are completely different. Um, it still feels conventional, though. I think it'd be very, it it, I think it'd be very difficult to make a full faction out of this. I, I think the less units is definitely they've really tailored all the I abilities. Actually, to... I, I, I would kind of debate that because this is kind of a repetition of what we've seen with Convergence, with Grimkin. Yeah. Where we're not seeing... Well, well, what we're not seeing is actually more important than what we are. What we're seeing is a lot of useful units. What we're not seeing is chaff. Yes. Because mm. a lot of War Machine factions, like it or not, still have units that you look at and go, well, why would I ever put that on the table? You can play them in casual games, and a lot of people do. A lot of people enjoy them. They go decently in some of the uh, the theme forces. Uh, but there's just better choices when you're playing in a tournament. Yeah, no, I understand that. But I don't think the, like, the, the one-year factions that they're doing really have that weight of units just sitting there going, why? But well, it's very fluff-driven, isn't it? The whole yeah. thing's very fluff-driven. Yeah. So, so that there isn't... Um, there is no rank and file sort of um, zealots kind of yeah. unit where because because they don't exist because they, they don't um, exist in the in the, the in the, um... the closest you get is the generic crucible guard infantry yeah uh, at nine fifteen which is not hideously expensive um, yeah th- I mean but that's that's the thing this one feels um i get well until i play it on the tail if this one d- feels still conventional it, it it feels manageable still well, i still think like it, from the it does flight. feel it does feel conventional in the sense that it feels like a, a walk a war machine prime um force it hmm. feels like it's come from the early days um yeah. and i quite like that yeah there's lots of new stuff in it Lots of new ideas, lots of new kind of like the multi-fire weapons and stuff, and lots of complexities to it. But to look at Rocketmen aside, casually looking at the table, it's going to look like it's going to look like another War Machine faction that was kind of always there. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I do. Grim King can fuck off. Yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> well, should we discuss some of the other stuff that came up at uh... Infernals? Oh, load. I-, I wasn't going to talk Infernals because I- I've got the. Um... Stills from the video that they put out of the Flames ah. of War. Oh, okay. I, I downloaded the old um, Monster Nomicon thing to read up on the Infernals, and there's only three characters. But, um, and they sound interesting. I have no idea how they're going to get them in the I, game. I think we'll, we'll see more of the Infernals later. To be honest, they're at the same point that you know those very early Grimkin were, where we got like a 30 second video going. What are they? Yeah. They're weird. They come from the woods. Yeah, that, and that was about it. That was all we knew for about six months. Actually, they're weird, and they come from another dimension, but which is fair enough. Um, <laughs> so, PP did announce uh, some of the models. I've got, I've got a, a selection of them. Um, so we have the the Well of Orboros. Oh yeah, which is a structure representing powerful leyline locations. It supports constructs. It aids in corpse collection and teleports models in from off the table. Oh, yay. Now, Kurt, sadly, as you'll know, this model is a couple of years out of date because waterfalls 
are a good what two three years ago oh especially, at least i would go almost five for the monkey by them yeah um, i mean uh, i would go almost five years out of date yeah yeah and and this is a floating rock with a waterfall coming off it so. wow well maybe they're trying to bring it back you know yeah, that's true um so if you're interested in new circle um you've also got the tharn bloodweaver harry specs which is an offensive command attachment uh which grants divine inspiration i can't remember what that is it's top of my head anyone no, no. Let's I used off. to know what it meant. Not anymore. We have the Tharn Blood Shaman, which I'm presuming Blood Pack, maybe. I don't know, or just the Tharn Ravagers, or something. Like uh, Spell-based Walker. Oh, it's Walker's attachment um, with a Battle Wizard and Harmonious Exaltation, because really, Circle needed to be throwing away spells more cheaply. They probably said they would. Oh, divine inspiration! Uh, the lowest uh, is one of those low uh, dice jiggling ones. Creos uh, has it. Creos three. Oh, okay. It, so um, it's signs importance. Oh, okay. Uh, we have Iona the Unseen, a Tharn infantry support warlock, which quote synergizes well with all types of Tharn. So unless it's utterly bonkers broken, probably won't get played. Uh, when Pony CID, yeah, Tharn CID, is yeah, imminent. that's true. Tharn CID is coming. That is true. Very soon. Um, uh, got some spells: Surefoot, Phantasm, and uh, something called Abattoir, which grants battle group model additional attack. At least you can play some Nick. At least you can play some Nick Cave. You know, good excuse for that. Uh, oh, wasn't that lame? Moving on, we have. Uh, oh God, was this the? This is the Scorn new colossal thing, wasn't it? The Immortal Vessel. Yeah. Giant. Oh god, it's enormous. Oh, yes. no, sorry. So it, it says here sports solo channeler telemetry. Um, I don't know any more than that. Uh Abidan the Keeper, which is a combination support and combat solo with a weapon master and righteous vengeance. Um so uh was it Turbo Douche, but it's gone. Turbo Douche. Ah no, it's the Supreme Guardian that's Yeah, the, I just uh, said it's the wrong one, wasn't it? Yeah. Which is it basically a construct um Exalted Battle Engine. Yes, the word, yeah. With Arcane Vortex, Assault, um, something called Fires of Rage, which is magical... Uh, oh, no, it's Blessed Fire. It's got a big obsidian giant statue, isn't it? And it's got Beacon. So, yeah, that's that's pretty good. Now now we're on to the good ones. Don't worry. Uh, so we've got the Steelhead Arcanist. Uh, it's a support solo. So Mercs finally get Empower. Oh... My focus issues can be taken away. Um, and uh, what the Americans call Reveille, even though it's nowhere near the pronunciation, but there we go. Reveille. Or Revi, because it's French. Um, uh, it's the bugle call. It's Reveille. Yeah. But it's, it's a French... It comes from the French word. Yeah. yeah. But it's but French. Pro- pronunci- I, believe the, I believe the appropriate pronunciation is Reveille. It is American because it's uh, because it's a bugle call. I think we use it as well. It's not. I American. know, but I hate the pronunciation. Um, <laughs> that doesn't change the fact. <laughs> right. Uh, I can't comment on the origins of the word, though. Sorry. So uh, leadership steelheads as well. Um, so weapons get. I can't. I can never remember which one's magical and which one's blessed. I got no. Sorry, that's yeah. Because magical's the the stars. So that's weapons gain blessed. Which. Ugh. Um. Steelhead cannon crew, uh, range fun. 14, POW 14 artillery for the uh, steelheads. Quite like that. Is one. there any artillery that's really good in this game? I get confused, but yeah. Uh, I'll take it. You know, it's better okay. than a range 12, POW 12 artillery that we've got now. 
Right. Which is the um there's the lots of artillery, isn't there? There's lots of steelhead artillery coming. Don't worry, there's also the steelhead mortar crew. Long range fire support, inaccurate, high explosive, which I'll yeah. take that. They have every every form of artillery all of a sudden now. Basically, it's the old Kador mortar, but for the faction I'm now playing. Again, I'll take it. Uh the steelhead <coughs> hell blaster volley gun. Oh sorry, steelhead volley gun. Um yeah, D3 plus one shots, again, additional diet on attack rolls against models within eight inches. Yeah. It's it's the old Empire organ gun. <laughs> it really is. It's like crossover there, but yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, so if you're going for men off, you've got the initiates of the Order of the Wall. Oh, a mini unit, three-man unit, yep. isn't it? Yep, looks to be a three-man unit. Trainees of... of Order of the Wall. Yep, with steady and set defense, which isn't bad. Sounds appropriate. Uh, oh, and unbreakable wall, cumulative plus three arm for each other model in this unit currently base to base. That reminds me of um, Great Bears when they first came out. Yeah, yeah, they like to travel in the triangle. Um, but speaking of Kador, they get a new Greylord. Uh, Spell-based Warcaster attachment, the Greylord Adjunct, with spell barrier, arcane assist, and spirit conduit. So they talked about him on CID briefly as an aside, and apparently he's really good. Uh, to replace the war dog, he'd have to be. Good point. Yeah. Um, basically, he's got to offer more than both the War Dog and Silas. Uh, Arcane yeah, that's assist, He's kind of already offering part of what Silas does. Uh, spell Barrier, I'm not sure Kado has much of a problem with being spell assassinated, but sure. Um, Spirit Conduit, I'm guessing that's some form of arcing. I can't remember. It's in, uh, I think, yeah, I've seen it before, but I can't remember. Ben, anyway. Engineer ideas? What's that, sorry? Spirit Conduit. Oh, one sec. It's going deep. Ben, you have to be my external brain on this one. I can't remember it anymore. I can't remember either. I've heard of it. Oh, fuck's sake. Something extended has... range? Is it extended range of spells? It may be, because um, I think um, the um, Cricks guy has it. I thought it was a circle thing as well. Oh! Uh, yeah, Silas has it as well. Yeah, so... okay. So he's basically Kador Silas. Yeah. Happy now? Yeah, but doesn't have the upkeep. Loses the upkeep ability, but gains the ability to uh, spell barrier. Interesting. Keeps it in faction. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Bane Knight Officer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, an ability called Serpent's Coil. Welcome to the We Love Cricks podcast. Uh, Why? Reposition three for Bane Knights. They oh, good. They need that. Yes. Yeah. And finally, for Grimkin, which I thought was weird when I looked at it, but then makes an odd kind of sense. Uh, the Clockatrice. It does look good. It looks weird. Utility Heavy War Beast. I mean, it's a Heavy War Beast chicken with a clock for a chest. More Lewis Cowell required in Grimkin, obviously. Just. So it's got flight and paralysis. That's that's going to be downright interesting. Yes. I like the rest of the faction. Uh-huh. <laughs> so um, that's the uh, the full selection of... Um, no trolls. Though, that is. No trolls at all. No, they were rather limited in what factions they but showed. But I think we have had have done have made out like bandits of late. So, well, it seems to be the current thing that you have you said the bears. Have you said the bears? Yes, I've I've got to say I am slightly disappointed in how the releases are done now with regards to this, um, because you now get one faction having a like massive influx of stuff, and then the next faction having a massive influx of stuff. Which is what they tried to avoid for a long time, yeah. I, I get that it's easier to balance that way, but... 
it's I think it's easy to keep up with it as a consumer as well. But I know what you mean. I do, I do know what you're saying though as well. It's kind of dull. Um if I'm honest. It does, because you go, Where's my stuff? And you gotta wait. Oh. Yeah. When's the next time we're gonna get troll stuff? Mate, you've had loads of troll stuff. You've got to wait. Okay. Buy yeah. another faction. Okay. So Oh look what I've done. Oh, yeah. I'm tr- I'm trying to think what mercs have had recently. That's <clears throat> a lot. No, hence why you've got tons in there. True, but they're not coming in till next year. Oh yeah, good point. Yeah. So none of the steelhead stuff is out in twenty eighteen. It's all twenty nineteen, and that makes me a sad panda. There wasn't that much steelheads though, was there? It didn't feel... The Arcanist, there's three lots of um Cans. artillery. And to be honest, if they're doing that much steelhead stuff, I'm willing to bet that we'll have steelhead CID. steelhead CID. Which hopefully will mean they'll look at the heavy cavalry and go, what can we do to put these back in the game? Make them cheaper. I'm not saying I want their two-inch melee back. I'm not saying I want backswing back. But a little bit of fine-tuning would be nice. So the interesting thing they said when they were talking about Crucible Guard, they kept saying about the effects that Crucible Guard have on Lely's resistance theme force. And they said, we're more interested in Crucible Guard and how it balances if it breaks something to tell us, but we're really not going to, less likely to change it unless it affects Crucible Guard as a faction. And they didn't say, because we'll get to that later, but they were kind of saying, because we'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah. And actually, as a thought, I do now get to field Crucible Guard. You do? Yeah. So actually, Ashlyn with those, um, the Rocket Men, seems quite interesting. Says, yeah, very. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Deaf what? Oh, I don't know. More deaf. Okay. Good. Yeah. Then, then put Quicken on them. Yeah, but I meant, yeah, with Quicken, yes. <laughs> so it's like, so, so what def is it against ranged? Uh, def 18, uh, with def, dodge. Def higher than you can count. Don't and, and, and it's also speed nine. And they come towards uh, you if you miss them, and you're going to miss them. Oh, okay. By the way, this turn you're rolling an additional two dice to hit, and I choose which ones go away. <laughs> yeah. You cannot hit them at all. Uh, also, probably works decently with. I, I, don't, I don't think Fiona's takeable in the. Um, in that theme force anymore. No, I would hope not. Damn. Not very fluffy. Damn. 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 Damn it all to hell. It's just not fair. So, yeah. So, overall, yes. Overall, so, I suddenly seem to have a desk covered in War Machine stuff instead of 40k stuff again. I, I, I'd say similar, but I only have to reach to here for the start of the piles of X-Wing. So, yeah. Um, there are some 40k stuff floating around still, but all of this is uh, is rapidly. I, I haven't bought. I mean, I own do own some bits of Crystal Guard that are already around. I own Hutchuck, which is now half painted. I own Gorman and some other bits of Lely's, sort of bits and pieces. And I bought some bases to put my. And I pre-ordered I had, the. Um, I had Hutchuck in armies for ages. Um, I, I ran into a problem though when I realised that I just forget. To deploy him every single oh, game. Oh no! You, oh my god! You ambush him and forget. I've, I've, I ambushed with him once, um, and it was it was a really bizarre situation because I needed to clear someone off the Commodore so I could use its spray. And I'm like, okay, um, I'm ambushing, but basically in my own deployment area. So bear with me. Well, flexibility is always for, isn't it? So yeah, yeah true. Um, I had him from ages ago. Um, because he would work for trolls, and he was still in the blister in my bottom drawer of my cupboard. Yeah, in bits. I, I put them together a few weeks ago. Um, I mean, th- this is the thing. A- as a as a solo, 
Hutchuck is really good. He is. You will he's just u- forget him. He's Uber Gorman, really is. Well, it's that whole thing of, I mean, okay, Matt Six and Rat Six. So Gorman's actually gone up in Rat to he meet has. him. Yeah. So that's a good start. Came for the idea, so, yeah. Yeah, tough. Eight boxes. So yep. again, you know, better than Gorman. Alchemical Mask, Ambush, fine. Take Down. Yep. Right. And also Wild Shot. So this model makes one basic range attack during its activation before its normal movement. If it does, it can use its combat action only to make melee attacks. Just so lob a grenade and then charge. Yeah, basically. So lob a grenade eight inches uh, with the option of brain damage, quake, or rust. Yep. Which means if you do something like, say, oh, I don't know, uh, appear in the back arc of something. A warjack, let's say. A warjack, perhaps. Yeah, just you know, lob, quake at it, or rust. Rust. Um, knock it down. Give it minus two armor or yeah, whatever, and and then go in with a PNS fourteen mace. What? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, no, he's 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 good, he's good. Um, but that 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 that's old models, but he is. He went through CID, came out exactly the same. Basically, yeah. Um, six points for what he is is kind of worth six it. Six points yeah. is often free. That That is very true, actually. Because six uh, points is the first thing on your list of free things, really, to be fair. Well, I, I, I did downgrade from him to a five-point free model just so I'd remember to put it on the table. Um, I suppose, yes. Five, five points that you use is better, more useful than six points that you never use, yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, so he's quite cool. So, uh, but I have pre-ordered the um, army box, um Crystal Guard Army Box, which is um, hopefully arrived somewhere near my birthday, so it will be my birthday present to myself. So um, do you know what you get in the Crystal Guard Army Box? Is what do I know what you get? You get, um, you get Silvestro. You get Gorman, which is the only waste for me. Yeah. You get complete Rocketeers, including two weapon attachments and the officer. Nice. You get um, the melee heavy um, troopers. Yep. The, so the shock troopers, um, what are they called? Um, that's not what they're called, is it? Because there's but um you get um uh, suppressor and the um uh, the range gun jack not the toro so you get two heavies oh they're uh, called uh, okay. assault troops As, yeah, uh no there's not the assault yes it's the assault troops isn't it yeah and then there's storm troopers storm troopers are the ones with the guns yeah uh war jack so you get a um i can't get to there from there can i Let's add a thingy i think you get the um retaliator yeah, you do. You get the Vindicator and the Suppressor. Oh. Well, that, that is a weird ability on the um, on the Vindicator's cannon. Yeah. War Beast hit one of these AOE, gain a Fury point. Transfers. That's... Screws oh, yeah. your transfers. No, absolutely. But it's still weird, isn't it? It's... You get a unit of you get a unit of combat alchemists. You get the Dragon's Breath rocket. Uh, I think that's it. So, it's. Um, I remember looking at it when it was in dollars and calculated you get about $60 worth of stuff free, so you get the two heavy jacks free, basically. Yeah. <coughs> um, or something close to that. How um, much was shipping? I ordered it from Firestorm Games, so free. Oh, okay. So how, so how much in pounds was it altogether? Um, need to show 190 quid. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not cheap. No, that's not, that's not cheap. No. But you get about 240 quid's worth of stuff. No, I appreciate that, yeah. So I was like, it's tight, it's made this month really tight, but I'm like, but I basically get a warjack and something else for free, or you get like or you look at it and go, I get all the rocketeers for free or something like that. It's it's close to that. So which made me think, oh, I'm just gonna do that and then I'll build it up slowly after that. 
Ooh, 10 point arc node as well. Yep. Sounds like you're talking yourself into this faction. Like, no, I'm just, <laughs> I, they, they are. In, well, no, I am going to take some ten point, units because. 10 point arc node that's unstable. What units can we actually use in mercs? Um, any of them. Really? Oh, okay. Uh, depends it's, on. Um, oh, uh, it's only in Lely's resistance, though, so it's any yes. two. Okay. So, yeah. Um, and the Warcasters. Not a merc fraction, just be clear. The Warcasters are, are, are exclusive to. Yeah. to that faction, apart from the Convergence last. So the bits of it you can take in Mercs, Gorman, Hutchuck, uh, the Toro, they are standard, they're basically usable anywhere. They are. Um, then in Lely's Resistance you get access to Combat Alchemists, Crucible Guard Assault Troopers, Crucible Guard Infantry, Rocketmen, Stormtroopers, and the Dragon's Breath Rocket. But only no, two at a time. No Warjacks. No, the Toro. No. Apart from the Toro, yeah, the Toro is a is a Merc Jack that plays for Crucible. Yeah, hmm. it's, it's it's very weirdly done like that because um, it's it's got a special kind of rule on it. Yeah, well, it's because it was it's it's always it's an Audic Jack that they've yeah. um, specialised or repurposed. So yeah, it's improved. mercenary Audic heavy Warjack. This Warjack can be uh, Maker's Mark Crucible Guard. This Warjack can be included in a battle group controlled by a Crucible Guard model. If it is, this Warjack is a Crucible Guard model instead of a mercenary. Okay. And it can also be included in theme forces, because why not? Um, and yeah, it's kind of standard Merc stat line. Well, standard Mangler stat line, I think, actually. Yeah, it is. Which, does, does, does that mean we might see a Mangler plastic kit? No. No, no it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Oh, no, it's actually better than the Mangler stat line. <laughs> I think it's quite nice. It's Rat 5. Aww. <laughs> I mean, the, the Mangler has arm 19 naturally, and it's 18 for the shield. Oh, mercenary warjacks made out of spit and string. So, yeah, I've, I've got engaged, and I'm uh, not in the not in marital sense, uh, with the army. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, in America, you can get engaged to inanimate objects. So. Yeah. I wish you to marry this rose bush. Um, <laughs> yeah. I like it. It'll be I, fun. I will say, hopefully my engagement with the game will be uh, a bit more in a few weeks because I'm going to the uh, the Midlands Open. Oh, Lord. I'm yes. not quite ready for that, but I, my intention is to buy it, paint it, buy a few bits, and start getting myself to events again in the autumn. Who's running that, then, the Midlands? Uh, Midlands Open is the Warlords of Warsaw, so uh, Jack oh, okay. Graham, Chris Tapper, that lot. Um, yeah. yeah, it's... Well, I looked at it and went, hang on. That's that's ten minutes from my parents' house, so I could just go from there in the morning. Yeah, that's worth half a tank of fuel. That's it, fine. Is your parents' house central to most major like geek events? Then it seems that way. Uh, it's it's <laughs> not far, enough not to worry. We're staying anywhere. Not far off Junction Ten of the M6, <laughs> which, if you know where Junction Ten of the M6 is. That's pretty easy to get to pretty much anything. You are 45 minutes from Games Expo. You are technically an hour from the Northwest Games Centre. But it does involve going on the M6 past Stafford. Yeah. We've all done that. And there is the laugh of a man who's tried. Seven hours to Chorley. Seven. <laughs> Bloody hell. Seven hours. Yes, I, I still have those golden troll dice. <sighs> I got so drunk. I played uh, yeah, Matt Oakley drunk. He was already drunk, and I caught him up. 
there are still people who ask me where did I get my golden troll dice. I'm like, I think I still an, got... event, an event some years ago. Yeah, it was a while ago. Because that was back when we were in the single digits of episodes. 2012, I want to guess that was. Something like that. Uh, I don't I, think Rem was one. Yeah. Go back into the archives. I think it's I, what it was. I, it was I, I end of October. It was Halloween, wasn't it? The Friday. Oh, episode five. Oh, my word. Oh, we're getting all nostalgic now. <laughs> yes, we'll have to play the Hovis theme tune in a second. <laughs> no, oh, we'll do I like most of the I like most about that. That high street, that, that long cobbled, cobbled road that's supposed to be in Yorkshire that's in that advert. Do you know where that is? Lancashire. No. That, that, the Hovis, original Hovis advert with the kid pushing the bike up the hill is, is um, supposed to be some Yorkshire village, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's in Dorset. It would be more ironic if it had been in Lancashire. So the Golden Troll episode was published on the uh, 6th of November yeah, 2011. Should we just have an episode listening to the last of that? Oh yeah, 2011, you're right, it must have been, yeah. yeah. Was, was that when you were still heavily scripted? No, that was in the first episode. Uh, okay. say heavily scripted. <laughs> well, I, from what I hear, I mean, I haven't bothered to listen to heavily scripted the dusty stuff. Those are jokes episode, that come from appearing on on Lost Hemisphere. That's what those are. First episode, gets, yeah, was the eighth uh, of September, two thousand eleven. Wow. So this this podcast has been going on and off for nearly seven years. <laughs> we apologise for the inconvenience. <laughs> We're not at 100 yet, are we? No, we're, this is episode 91. Oh, God, nine more. Nine! Nine! That will take, like, a few years. To get Until to... 2020, at least. No, we'll to get, get to episode, nine. Episode 100, the 10th anniversary. Yeah. And that, that will scare me more than it scares anyone else. Let's listen to episode number five. Where is it? Let's not do that. Let's, yeah. listen to the, let's listen to number nine of um, something else. Anyway. There was, there was no, somebody... no. Oh, wait. What, episode 17. There. Episode 17 of something else. <sighs> Sorry, John. No, you're not. And you know you're not. I still talk to him. Fair enough. Moving on. <sighs> Apparently, Nicaea was new at that point, according to oh, this. Well, I was going to say, uh, episode, what was it? episode five, we're still discussing, discussing like Domination was an upcoming book. Yep. Uh, we reviewed the first Smog Con not much later. Wow. Multiple episodes with what was the pre well, with the early days of Steamforged as well. Oh, yeah, nice to hear he's part of that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, oh, 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 my God. You actually uh, used the word gargantuan without realizing its ramifications later on in the description. Through the gargantuan black hole of an episode. <laughs> See what you did there. Yeah. Oh, my God. Foreshadowing. Yeah, foreshadowing. foreshadowing. Yeah. Nice. Sorry. We, we've yeah. covered an awful lot of stuff in the last seven years that who, I who, wish we hadn't. Who was the fifth person? There's, oh no, fourth. Who's the? There's you. Oh no, 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 that's not. So what are you? What are you? What are you asking, Ben? You seem to be rambling. No, no. I just I looked. The Twitter handle is actually just the Twitter handle that you operate. What? Uh, no, there's four people. There's you, Kurt, Alex, and that I assume that is what's his face. Nick, the hair. No, that's a yeah, Nick. The hair. Yes, I, I and God bless Nick. He's uh, yeah, long departed the show, but uh, still around in a manner of speaking. That makes him sound like he's dead. Well, he's dead to me. 
Wow. <laughs> I was trying to say that. Jeez. Harsh. Wow. Harsh. Alex, Nick. come on, you can touch. I was going there. Alex, you better get in touch soon. <laughs> he might kill you <clears> as well. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, this has been a, a podcast actually about War Machine. What's yeah, that's, uh, you did really like, well. Yeah. You did really well. I, I'm gonna. I, I, I'm sorry. Well, I'm gonna. I've already bought an X-wing model in. I was gonna bring my templates in, but then I realised that would collapse the rather delicate pile that is to the right of this PC. Are so you going to talk about X-Wing now? Can I just no. switch off for a bit? Oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> I've just roasted my paint pot. There's actually a Vanguard shield as well. Which... Are you well, painting? Actually, uh, can, you see, um, can you see my uh, Bocker, my Bocker, Mike? Yeah. Uh, can you see yep. his, who is actually a um, Legion model? Can you see his shield? Uh, yeah, the Vanguard shield. Mm. With the, with the um, Leo logo on it. Oh, very nice. Right. Yeah, I, I ended up buying um, quite a few uh, single Vanguard shields because I used them for my uh, rovers. How did you get those? Uh, I asked Bob nicely. Oh, and paid okay. him with points. Oh, oh my God. There's a guy that's replaced all the Desters with My Little Ponies. I thought that was just a myth. I thought it was no. a joke. No, it's real. Desters are apparently going to CID fairly soon as well. Briefly. Yes. To be made useful. So Are rejoice, they? Benj. Are they really going to be useful? About that. Allegedly, there's a lot of stuff that's being redesigned through CRD in the not-too-distant future. Um, although I believe one of the um, suggested um, CRDs has now gone off the table. I Which think was that? I think the privateer one has been... Yes, I've heard that as well. Yeah. The um, next one is um, a very brief one. Which I don't know if it involves Destiny, but it's a very brief... Um, Elvish one, and then uh, Tharn. I can't remember what's coming after that, though. It's like... I've, um, what was I it? have started watching the podcast, watching the, the Wednesday broadcast quite a lot. I quite like them. Yeah. It's like the, was it the 12 models of Christmas? Oh, yeah. In camp for this year as well? Oh, is it? Yeah, they're doing just single faction releases. Yeah, that annoyed some people. So I quite... Um, mm, I didn't mind it. It was a pretty good idea. I mean, I'd like them to go back to doing smaller per-faction releases that were at the same time as releases for other factions. Um, but I recognise that with the CID model I've adapted, that's not as uh, feasible. Um, so, we'll see. I mean, the, the game is actually, when you're playing it, in a decent place. Um, I think looking at the um, stats and how armies are doing... Um, it seems the most balanced it's been in a very long time. Yeah. I mean, um, the the only big concern at the moment that I'm seeing on the forums a lot is the whole uh, EGASB uh, with uh, Slayer Spam. Which, did you ever think we'd hear that combination of words? I, I've watched it. I've seen it. I haven't played against it, but I've seen it, and it's quite frightening. But yes, uh, no, I did not think that would be the case. When we're no. talking about Spam, how many jerks are we talking Nine. Nine Slayers. <laughs> So basically, nine, what like, nine slayers or seven with death jack or something like that? What was the most you could have with butcher, um, berserkers? Seven. Seven. Oh it's... no, the, the the butcher army went crazy. Did it go more than that? Uh, was it was it butcher three? It was butcher three. Um, because I I know that one just went. Like ridiculously off the charts. Um, Are we talking about Mark Two themes now? I don't even think it was. No, th that was Mark Three. Oh wow! Remember they had to recost Berserkers and uh, because yeah. they uh, Mad Dog, they had to redesign the Mad Dog. All sorts of shit. 
even then, you can still get like quite a lot of stuff with him. I think they got rid of Jerry Rig or whatever it is from. It was more that it was altered, but yeah. Yeah. yeah that... So, I mean, there's always a potential to find that sweet spot for spam if you've got enough money and. Oh, whatever you, what you do, someone will find the quote unquote broken list. I um, I do still enjoy my five storm trolls. I thought you were going to say storm walls. I can't put them on the table, but um, I, I still like the fact that I've still got them. I mean, they were painted and they were just recently got all, re- all remodeled and moved and customized. Have we seen any more pictures of the um, the junior prime casters that were coming out for the 15th yeah. anniversary? I've um, only seen Kane. I've only seen Kane. Is that Kane it? was Kane was available at Lock and Load, I think. Um, the others we've seen lots of artwork, but we haven't seen final models. I don't think for them yet. They're due. They're due soon. I just uh, put the link in the chat for the uh, cover of the next No Quarter. I do love the artwork for the Crucible Club characters. They look amazing. It just does it for me. It just kind of gets into that bit that I don't. Something. It's almost like it gets into something that got disillusioned with with what happened to Lale. Um, because I kind of wanted Leo to fight back. I wanted Signar to help Leo fight back and almost form an army. And that's kind of what they've kind of done in a weird way. Especially as you can include things like the Leo gun mages and stuff. You can make it more of a Leo army, which I think is probably what I'll do. I'll probably end up with it serving both purposes and maybe even playing a bit of Lely's Resistance Mercs too. Because I've got a lot of that stuff already. Hmm. Uh, just just for reference, Benj, uh, in an army you can still fit... This is Butcher 3. Oh, God. Uh, seven Berserkers, two Mad Dogs, two Ragers... Yuri the Axe, Manhunter, Kyazi Eliminators, and a War Dog. And a Partridge. And a Partridge. I was going to go there. Yay. Yay. So that, that, that's 11 Warjacks if you really want them. Uh, that's disgusting. I mean, they're not as good as they were um, because obviously you've had things that were just tweaked down a little. So Jury Rigged has turned to uh, Fleet. Yeah. Um, is that plus two and Pathfinder, though, isn't it? But you have to pay for it. No, it's, it's one focus for plus two inches of movement. So if oh. you run, you don't get the additional bonus. It doesn't double. Oh. Um, so it, it just slows them down a little. But they have, obviously, he's got that mobility spell for battle group, hasn't he? What is it? Um, oh, it's the, the two inch move, isn't it? I think it's more than Energizer. that. Three, if you can go up to three. Can I? No, nope. spend Energizer three changed. So Energizer uh, two was spend between one and three focus. You can immediately move almost your battle group up to that number of inches. Yeah. Um, in Mark three, it's changed to spend two, move two. Okay. You don't have the option of spending three anymore, which is kind of sad for McBain because there's so many times I've gone. I really wish I could move just that extra inch. Yeah. So, uh, I guess he's also got his drag, unless that's changed. Jesus Christ, I don't know. He's got his oh, drag. Of, doom. Yeah, the yeah. impending doom's still there. So, no, no, Butcher Unleashed is still an animal. It's still horrific on every level. Good. Where it should be. Maybe it's viable still. Maybe that will. As Kador, there'll always be something viable. Mark III Kador has been strong. I've heard that the Mana War thing is a. is quite horrible just lots of boxes mana wars in on mass have always been nasty to get rid of they're, they're <laughs> tough there's a lot of boxes the only thing is they couldn't move towards objectives mm. and now there's ways of just kind of moving them there um 
they're in a better place than they were. Yeah. Should we do in any other business? Yeah, it's late. And it's, Friday. it's not late, yeah. but yeah, it's Friday. I'm pretty tired. It's been a long, yeah. weird, long, weird week. So, first up on my list of things, Benj, any other business? I played Rising Sun, which apparently, if you've played, what was it, Blood Rage? Did you play Sean Connery? Yeah. That's, <laughs> I did. Sean Connery. Uh, no, um, it's doing really. His, doing his Scottish Japanese accent. It's, <laughs> I know that bit. Almost as good as his Scottish Lithuanian. Or Scottish Russian. Oh, uh, nice. Sub, sub Russian nice. action. I see, with I see what you did there. Russian yeah. accent. Or yeah. Scottish Spanish. Scottish Egyptian. Oh, yeah, yeah. See, it's the same. Because you yeah, think he's true. Scottish, you think he's you think he's Russian, but he's actually Lithuanian, and you think yeah. he's Spanish, but that's what he gets called. He's actually Egyptian. Anyway, moving that's on. True. Anyway, um, set in a I derail entirely. A lovely feudal you Japan. Like to have derail conversations right to Elite Cartwright. Uh, it feels like we're in the intro. Um, right. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, beautiful board game set in feudal Japan was heavily delayed f- shipping for European people apparently, but um, a friend finally got his. Uber copy of the game. We sat down to play it. It's actually fairly simple. Uh, the only bits that are a bit complex, and that's because you can do lots of crafty things of the combat, because you can opt to basically kill yourself and still win the battle somehow. That's a, that's a weird fucking thing. Is that um, still like playing Men Off, though? Yeah, kind of. Um, and um, playing Men Off badly, or well in that case um so yeah so the factions are all really balanced they all have like a game breaking like special ability uh, mine was very overly complex because you had to juggle how much resources you spent in the battle as the dino basically like making sure that you had enough i played the koi clan and it got a bit confusing because it was the rule was explained to me in many different fucking ways but i finally got it by the end, but still managed to fuck it up somehow. Um, still coming in seconds, though, because yeah, uh, it's really good. The mechanics are really nice, especially when you start getting the kami, which are the gods, basically, and you start like making alliances. It definitely is very beneficial to have alliances, and then working out when to actually betray your partner, and sometimes working together to work that out is actually quite rewarding because um, there's a, a mechanic where you bid on cards and you get special abilities and depending if you're on an alliance you get a special ability you and your partner um it's a really well thought out game really enjoyable i haven't read much about it so reviews wise but i know that it was quite popular i would definitely if you were interested in like a feudal japan type war game so it's been an ideal conversation to have with alex here wouldn't it would it he loves that kind of thing does he well he yeah. played bushido a lot. Uh, Twice, I think. Twice. <laughs> harsh. Harsh. <Wow. laughs> he's playing Infinity now, if he's still playing anything at all. Uh, but... He can't understand the rules, I thought. Well, I don't think anybody can. No, nobody can. It's all in Spanglish. Um, but it's a beautiful... Infinity has tidied up a lot since those early days of um, some very questionable rules. <laughs> Uh-huh. If only I played in a gaming group where they played Infinity, then I could learn how to play that game. Yeah. Yeah. You know Ian. Um, is that convincing? Ian who? Yeah, Ian who. There we go. Is that his name? Yeah, his name's in the front of the Mark III, the latest book for quite a loud, and he does play in my gaming group. <laughs> well, why don't you play with him, though? Uh, I 
because I don't know how to play. Moving on. All right, fine. There we go. Moving on. Uh, so that's a really good game. Um, I'm going to go play some more board games with my group on Monday. Which I wonder is... if I've already had abuse on Twitter. Who else? I wonder if I've already had abuse on Twitter for that. Moving on. Okay. Possibly. I haven't been checking, so... Don't no, I haven't either. I'm looking now. You're definitely not angling your way for a free box of minis, are you? No. <laughs> um, so, um, and that's about it with regards to... Uh, any other business? Haven't played many. I started playing Assassin's Creed Unity. It's uh, because I really like the look of Odyssey. So, okay. I, how are you? Find- um, I, I, it's a bit hard getting back into an Assassin's Creed game from the beginning once you've already been a super assassin in like three, which is the last game that I played and really uh, enjoyed. And realised that Unity has a leveling system as well, and there are certain areas of the city where the guards are just too tough. Oh, I haven't got there yet. I'm still fannying around after I learned that my adopted daddy was a, what was he, a Templar, and I'm an assassin, supposedly. And I'm... Uh, Yes. Yeah. If and when you finish, Benj, we will have a lovely conversation um, whereupon I will discuss with you uh, Assassin's Creed Unity and and, and my thoughts. The, the The combat's a bit buggy already. Yeah, build it. Yeah, I, I would say coincidentally, I am actually working through Assassin's Creed Two at the moment. So. Oh, okay, I'm 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 looking for I'm looking forward to Odyssey. Really, I'm really um, want to get that. My big problem is they want to try and they seem to want to turn it into an RPG. Yes, and I like Two Brotherhood Revelations and mostly Four. It it will be it oh, will and, be and Syndicate actually okay. Syn- really good. It won't be full-on RPG. None of that. None of Ubisoft no, games or ever. Dialogue and leveling and games uh, <laughs> a service. Uh, Everything's a service now. Yeah, true, but it doesn't mean I had to have to like it. It's all right. Um, go buy some loot boxes in Overwatch. That'll make you feel no, better. I've yeah. bought a lot of loot boxes. <laughs> Uh, that was right near the start, and then I went. You know what? I can't be bothered with this. It's one of your best trolls, that. And ever best. since I, I am at about fifty percent on one character in the entire of Overwatch at level two hundred and something. Reinhardt, level two hundred and Reinhardt. Yes, yeah. is that true? No, no. Well, I'm, I'm over. I'm over level two hundred. Uh, uh, but uh, the character that's over half is, I think, Zaya. Uh, okay. But it's entirely random. So, how, how do you feel about a hamster and a ball? I, I feel that Wrecking Ball is absolutely fantastic, and I love him to death. I think it's fucking jump to shark. But there we go. Just having this. I'm sorry. If you've got a giant talking gorilla with a Tesla cannon, whomping around the game, no one ever plays Winston, <laughs> unless the meta's completely changed now. You realise Winston is one of the like two most viable tanks. What in competitive? Yes. Okay. Well, yeah, it's definitely changed then. Uh, so, so you've got this thing called dive comp. Uh, yeah, I know, I know about it. Yeah. I know, I know about that, but it was never fucking viable in uh, Winston, Beaver, Genji, Lucio, Mercy. Mercy's changed uh, a hell of a lot since the last time I played it. Dear listener, you're not the only one who doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> it's a good thing you don't. Ow. Uh, Overwatch is fantastic. Um, it's it's a brilliant game. However, it's fucking cancer. Sorry, <laughs> carry on, carry on. I'm I'm I've actually enjoyed some competitive games recently. That's good. That's great. Good for you. Didn't Bonza. get insulted or anything. That's good. 
Not, not, not to your face, behind your back. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but, but now, see, people are nice to each other because they want endorsement levels. Oh, yeah. So forced niceness. Hang on, so it's like Black Mirror is invaded computer games. Any difference from real niceness if it has to happen all the time, then? Come on. I don't know about that. That's office civility, isn't it? If you're forcing it? people to be nice to each other... I don't know. You just ignore them, usually. So, Also, to be fair, it helps for me because I have a regular Overwatch group every Wednesday and Friday. Oh, today? Yes. Oh. I have are, you, are you playing Overwatch now? Then? Missed, no, because I don't game. So at the same time as I'm podcasting, because, Benj, I feel it's that rude. when I'm doing something like this, that it deserves the full care and attention of <laughs> everyone involved. Wait, isn't Kurt modeling like constantly? Yeah, but that's like that? part ah, yeah. of what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> on hobby, he's giving War Machine a hundred and ten percent of his attention. Bench, I, I'm not, I, it doesn't distract me from the conversation. I don't go. Oh, sorry, what was that? I have I, no. I, I'm, not, hey, I'm not saying I have never done that during podcasting. I, that would be foolish <laughs> of me to say that. <laughs> Wait, what's going on? I don't know. Were you looking at your phone? Maybe. Okay, moving on. Kurt, were you asleep? <laughs> yeah, that has happened too. I think we had Alex do that as well. Yeah. Hmm. So. Okay, we'll move on from your any other business, Benj, but we will discuss Assassin's Creed Unity later. Yeah, fuck Overwatch. Carry on. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't stand that game. <clears throat> yeah, well, no one can stand you either. I know. Um, I know that all well. Kurt. I've got a disjointed segue to what you two were just talking about. Oh, excellent. I meant to mention right at the beginning. You both sat down, aren't you? Yeah. I, just, I watched earlier on this evening. Okay. I watched Rampage. Oh, okay. Okay. It's, and it's not as totally shit as I expected it to be. <laughs> really? Rampage, as in Rock the Dwayne Johnson. Giant gorillas in Chicago, yeah. See, that looks quite fun. It, it, oh. it is. It is. Um, it's silly fun, kind of like stupid, but it is, I would say, at least a level or two above what I expected. I expected complete turn off. I put my phone down. I was expecting to mess about on my phone wow. the whole way through. Possibly play silly games as I was watching it. No, I put my phone down. It was, it's, it, it's fun. I'm not gonna say it's good, engaging because it's, it's barely those things. But um, yeah, uh, I quite enjoyed it. It was a laugh. Um, it kept my attention for two hours. I was quite impressed. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> That's my segue. Um, the other things we've already talked about are. Um, I bought um, Chris Bogard and I'm <laughs> and I'm painting bases right now. Wow. Bases. And I've not done this before. I've not done the um, what I want to call the Chris Miller uh, way of um, modelling, uh, where you buy a set of bases and you sit and paint all the bases first. But the models aren't here yet, so I'm doing the bases first. I, know, I suppose that that you know that gives you some more incentive to finish the models because <clears throat> you know, well, I've got enough corks to mount stuff on, and I can do things. I mean, some of the infantry, I'll work out how I do it, but I can paint them off the base and then attach them afterwards, or mostly paint them and then attach them. That kind of thing. I think that's my plan. Cool. Have I done anything else? I don't know, played played Lego games on the Wii with my children. Um, that's about it, really. I, haven't I don't play these kind of games anymore that you used to play. In-depth, complicated, time-consuming things. No, he only plays yeah. Overwatch. That's not time-consuming or people complex. I, I was going to move on to a board game that actually is really not complex. What's that? Uh, Spyfall. Oh, yes, I played that. I like that. Had a game of it last night. It's really fun. So you have essentially a box of uh, 27, 27 locations. Okay. And each location is a pack of cards where there's one card that says spy. Okay. 
and then all the other cards have the name of the location on. So, so it's a variation on Werewolf then, by the sound of it? Basically, yes. So what happens is you someone reaches into the box, picks a set at random, you then deal them out, and one of you is the spy. The Cylon. You then have <laughs> eight minutes on the clock. Oh, okay. The person who dealt gets to ask one other person a question. This is not a game for children. No, um, they could do, but it's probably a bit complex. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They get to ask one other person a question. And after that person's answered, they then get to ask a question to anyone except the person person who asked them a question. Gotcha. And you bounce this around the table for anything up to eight minutes. At any point... Where did you buy those shoes? Uh, at any point, one person can stop the clock and ask for a vote on if a person they accuse is the spy. Or do you have to, you have to shout "Jacques"? You can do. <laughs> we we did quite often. Oh, they did. Um, or the spy can reveal themselves and try and guess where they are. Oh, so the, the spy has no idea what the location is, other than the questions that are being asked. Okay, which means you can intentionally mislead people. So, for instance, there's like there's a beach and a health spa. So you might say, um, "Oh, have you forgotten your towel?" And it could be either of those, or the, the health spa as well. I asked someone, uh, "It's quite muddy here, isn't it?" Um, what, what what else did we have? We just had this whole selection of questions where people are like deliberately. Oh, that was it. Uh, one was the uh, the supermarket, and I asked someone, uh, "Oh, do you know where the uh, the pin? Well, sorry, are there any bags of peanuts?" Because there's also an airplane. an airplane and a cinema. Nice. So it's where's, kind of where's the popcorn? Yeah. Yeah. You, that was actually the next question that was asked. Nice. So you're deliberately trying to mislead the spy, but if you're the spy, you're trying to be generic enough that you can get by. So how do you um, how do you how does the rest of you know which location you're? Do you all in different locations or you're? No, no. One? Everyone has the same location. Right. So you'll have, if you're at the supermarket, you'll have a pack of cards where every card except one says supermarket and then one says spy. Right. So you ask questions to try and get the spy to give themselves away. Meanwhile, the spy is trying to ask questions to work out where they are. Yeah. Gotcha. I like that. But it's 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 a really nice little social deduction game. I mean, I will admit there it's 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 more suited to some people than others because there are people who, with their first question, it's like, nope, instantly gone. We know you're the spy. Get out. Um, and we did have a couple of rounds of that. But for once people get their feet and get the feel for, okay, I've got to ask questions, but not direct enough. I've got to be ambiguous. And it's answering the questions as well. You've got to ask questions that sort of demand a slightly specific answer and can't just be sort of fobbed off. It's, yeah. It requires thought, which means one person, after having had four vodkas, might have been not... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so, um, but yeah, that, that was that was the board game plan this week. Um, I've also been prepping for a campaign of Shadowrun. Let's go back um, a bit. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Shadowrun Fifth uh, Edition. Um, we've got that all set up for. Uh, I think it's week after next to start playing. Um, and it, yeah, that's that's going well so far. Although character creation caused at least one person to have basically a small mental breakdown when they didn't want to play a standard hacker and wanted to play the magical hacker. So they had to go through the magic rules of Shadowrun, and it hurt their brain. Okay. Because they are far more complex than any rules deserve to be. Um, i trying to think if there's anything else. Uh, playing lots of X-Wing, I finally got my version 2 templates all painted up and nice. Um, actually got the first of the 
the version two cards, the uh, the new uh, oh cool stuff has started to come out. So both the uh, Tie Reaper and uh, Saws Renegades have version two cards in them. Um, it'd be interesting to see how you um what you what you think about the new version. I'm not. I think I'm kind of going to reserve judgment and not jump into it until more people have got it and what the general feedback is. Well, the release is <coughs> December, so it's not that far away now. No. Um, and it's all pre-ordered for me and, and, and at hideous expense, but that's fine. We're used to that at this point. Um, and, I mean, we've had the last of the ships for it spoiled this week. If anyone's interested and wants to play X-Wing, there is a YouTube channel called Hairy Nick. Um <laughs> Rather appropriate for one of the former hosts of this podcast, but no, it's not him. It's an Australian guy called Harry Nick, and what he's done, he's he's gone through every single ship uh, that's coming out in version two. They've actually cut back quite a lot on the pilots in some places. Um, stuff like the Thai uh, interceptor is now down to four pilots from about seven. Oh, cool! Um, because they're they're basically they're culling off the ones that they don't need because they were introduced as fixes for things yeah um there's a lot of stuff that's inbuilt now it's it's looking to shape up interestingly uh we can't say definitively whether it's going to be good or bad because a lot of this stuff depends on what points stuff launches at and even with the cards we have no points values yet because we're waiting for the app yeah which is going to have all the points values and all the uh so they can tweak it ongoing and it could be a living game like everything else is now which I think it's a great decision because honestly, having had the situation where the jump master after two <coughs> nerfs was still absolutely ruining that game in some places um, where they just basically had to nerf it so hard. It just was unplayable. Um, yeah. Now having the option of going, Oh, that's doing well at tournaments. Let's, let's add a couple of points onto the ship itself and one point onto the upgrade and see how we're going. Um, is a great approach. I mean, it's something PP do as well now. And to be honest, in the age of the internet, where stuff information is readily available, can you blame companies for doing it? It's um, it's where forty k is going, I think as well. Yeah, there's a lot of talk about uh, about an app coming for um forty k to replace yeah. it and be and be, to be the live point source. So I don't know when that's coming. Probably the new year now. But um, Games Workshop does a lot more kind of. Uh, multi-part releases for its system snares, so you, so you kind of get you get the, the basic game with its kind of here's your starter rules, and then later on you get like what is it the, the general's handbook for Age of Sigmar and yeah, and you, Codex. You, well, the Codex is um, yeah, the Gen- Age of Sigmar original, the first Age of Sigmar had no points as such, and then the general's handbook brought points in, so you had those different ways of playing. 40k has three ways of playing: it has narrative, it has casual, and it has competitive. Yeah, um, play it's, it's built much, into it. Much the way that X Wing has uh, two ways to play now. You can either play the competitive points based version, or in every single uh, pack that comes out, you also receive quick build cards, which say, "Okay, this ship with these options that are all in this blister is threat level three. Oh, nice! And you can say, "Okay, let's have a ten threat game." So that's like power level in forty k, then, isn't it? Because you can play, yeah. Yeah, so you have power level, which is you play fifty power, or you play, um, or you can play a thousand points. It's the yeah. same thing, yeah. Effect, but not quite, but nearly. But it, it's all designed so you can buy a blister and know that, well, straight away you can play that format of the game and just put it on the table. It's really, really simple. Um, That's interesting. I like that idea. 
Yeah. And I think for those people who aren't doing any of the tournament stuff and don't really care, that's going to be their main way to play the game. Because yeah. they're not going to have the app. They're not going to sit there and go, if I take this out, I get four points back and add that on for three. They'll just go, yeah, let's have 10 threat. Cool. I, I like that idea. That might actually get you back playing it again. Yeah. Uh, well, allegedly, Nick wants to start playing again. So we'll see how far that goes. Uh, <laughs> I think. Don't um, laugh, Benj. It's unkind. It'll be a while before it happens to me because I'm now I'm getting back into War Machine. I'm going to play some War Machine, play some, yeah. probably play some um, Company of Iron. I was supposed to play Company of Iron on Tuesday, but I wasn't feeling very well. Um, I, yeah. I, I did actually the other day kind of look into how long I'd been playing um, X Wing and War Machine as my main two games. I've, I keep thinking of X Wing as like a relatively recent thing. It's oh, it's it's six years old well, at least. Uh, yeah. yeah, and then there's War Machine, which I remember picking up at maybe my well, picking up as a main game. Two thousand six at my second games expo, which is now a, more than a decade ago. Yeah, um, I picked it up at the start of Hordes. The, the, there's in the April that Hordes or March April. It launched in 2006 so it was yeah it was uh just before i got married yeah i know exactly when i got into war machine so it, it, it's another point where it's like oh i've been playing war machine for just under a third of my life oh sad time anyway i feel like i've diverged somewhat off uh don't even especially when you start looking at especially start looking at when did i first play blood bowl and when did i when was i playing space hulk and then how long was i playing 40k oh it's it's uh Hobby in total is 23 years for me now, yeah. which is Ugh. frankly terrifying. Right. Anyway, before uh, the Hovis yeah. theme tune kicks in again, yeah. I think we should hand over to Kurt to sign us off. Uh, you've been listening to Elite Cadre, the uh, wargaming and this week actually Hordes and War Machine type podcast um, that doesn't take itself too seriously. I've been Kurt. I've been Mike. I've been Benj. Where's Alex? Bye, Where's Alex? Bye, Nick. Bye, Nick. No one knows where Alex is. That's part of the joy of it. Wait, no. Listening to Elite Cadre, a War Machine and Hordes podcast. Email us at elitecadrepodcast at gmail.com or find the whole team on Twitter at bit.ly forward slash elite cadre. Music provided by Martin DeBont and Symphony of Spectres. And now, in a world of perfect production and seamless transitions, we bring you the chaos that lurks beneath the surface. 
These are the Easter eggs. Roll. No. Oh, wait. There we oh, go. wait. That microphone's not plugged in. No, that microphone was on the top of my head. Uh, sorry. Is that really loud? Uh, you went from, like, quite distant to, I am eating the microphone. Is that these any better? Are, I'm not these even... are really small, whereas those are far away. Yeah, quite. How yeah. are you? You feeling I'm... better? Better in what regard? Well, the one I was talking to on Facebook a few weeks ago. Oh. <clears throat> I don't know. Less, less angry, more miserable. Oh, uh, mm. I don't know if that's bad. Good, good, goodish, goodish. Yeah, Fair enough. Mo- modern life is goodish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll go with goodish. That'll do. So, it's like Dave Gorman, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. Yes, it was. It, it was Dave Gorman. Um, I'm sure. Part of the uh, the Golden Crucible. Um, uh, to one of them. He's right here. Yeah. yeah. Did you get DC Wolf or? Uh, I haven't got any of that stuff. No. No. Have you, have you signed up for that? I haven't signed up for any of that. Oh no, uh, Deceit Wolf was a PG one. Oh no, I didn't. No, I didn't get the last PG model or anything. Not that no. I didn't get the. No. No, there'd be no way he had that. <clears throat> I was going to say that the, uh, the PG booker is still on the desk. So. No, I don't know. It appeared for me. They said they were sending it and it never happened. So I was like, whatever. Yeah, I, I gave it away. Oh, did you? Well, I sold it. I wouldn't say I gave it away. That would imply that. No money changed hands. Basically, you sold it. Yeah, I sold it. Yeah, the, yeah, the press gang doesn't exist anymore, so there is no contract there to say, oh, you can't get rid of this. Mm. So. It, it didn't fit in with anything, and my mate gave money, so yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, right, gents. Uh, what do we want to speak about this evening? Cause but is there no chance of an Alex to take it? He, I don't think he's even checked the Facebook group. Oh, um yeah his return was slightly i think he seemed keenish did he i didn't even see the post so no well yeah, I, he... I directly messaged him and he said oh. but... he said about three lines um he's not really done anything since like june um apart from hockey or whatever yeah wherever he's playing i'm blessed uh, in the <clears throat> place than he was uh yeah, much. but uh yeah if you're listening alex we do hope you come back soon just like after Just the to interrupt him because that was I have to do. I was going to say after the introduction, so that you know we can have a proper show. Um, so, gents, what do we fancy talking about today? I know you. I'm guessing you want to talk Crucible Guard. Well, I've heard of it. Yeah. Yes, please. Okay. Fair enough. It's ordered, and I've been going through all my mercs and everything. But I talk about it. Anything you want to talk about, Bench? Um, I like the look of Crucible Guard. So, so we're doing a Crucible Guard episode. I guess. Is there anything else we want to throw into that as well? Um, I'm quite excited. Although I haven't got anywhere near it yet for um, Mont Park as well. I haven't really looked at it, to be honest. <coughs> I have a little bit. I'm, I'm looking forward to... Oh, I played Rising Sun, by the way. There you go. Games. Oh, okay. We talk about that. That was interesting. Uh, I, I was going to play Couple of Iron on Tuesday, but I was ill. A long excuse. <laughs> Well, I can cough all the way through without muting if you like, just for effect. <laughs> um, has been a new steamroller, if I can ever bloody get to it. Alright, let's kill my download thing, because I was just going to screw everything up. I could already hear it going wrong. Right. Yeah, there has. I, I haven't looked at it in detail yet. I did watch I did watch a lot of the streaming. Oh, you went a bit flaky there for a second, Kurt. Yeah, well, I've, I've cured that now. 
Okay, fair enough. Um, I, I did listen, did watch a lot of the Locker stuff, um, new games and bits and pieces, and new, and new Steam Roller, but that's my own experience to new Steam Roller. I haven't looked at it properly yet. I did watch the Lock and Load thing, so we can maybe talk about that. And then most people were a bit skeptical of the need of that game. Oh, oh, okay. Yes, the one that looked like, and no offense to Pro, no, actually, no offense to Privateer Press here. The one that looked like it was animated by a five year old? Yeah, pretty much. Everyone was like, that trailer was hot garbage. Yeah, it was bad. It was ill conceived. I don't get it. What is it? Sci-fi with striker? What? I don't, I don't get it. It's it's a post-apocalyptic war machine world. Yeah. It just um, looked bad. And I I'm 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 gonna be fully honest here. Um it looked terrible. Um if you're gonna come out with a concept like that, you come out with it kind of well, fully formed. Nice. Maybe they're just short of artists in the organization. I don't know. What, as Matt Wilson died? I thought that was funny. Yeah. To be honest, the Infernals thing looks at a Kind of a bit weird. Is that, I think I think it's going for a bit weird with that though. No, is. no, I meant the art just didn't look like there was any real effort. The, the reveal didn't look like there was as much effort. For instance, there wasn't like the Crucible Guard shot. But don't forget when they initially released uh, when they did initial block previews of both Crucible Guard and the Grimkin. Uh, Grimkin, it was basically like. 10 seconds of stuff. And it was. Then... I went back and looked and I was like, oh, is that all that was? Oh, yeah, because okay. we didn't see like any, like major bits of Grimkin until like SmogCon last year. It was just because of the quality of that thing, that hideous game, which I call it Riot Quest, is it called? It just, the, the quali- it, it, I mean, I'm interested in Infernals because I'm interested in how they're going to fuck that up. Like uh, how, like, or how they're going to balance, basically. Are well, they going to be a new uh, War Machine faction, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. They are, but they're going to break every rule. They're going to be more exactly. rule breaking than the Legion. Yeah. They're going to yeah. be. They're going to power their jacks or whatever they've got in a completely different way. Yeah, yeah it, it is Riot Quest. It is three minutes of, well, hot video garbage. <laughs> I I was afraid that was, was it gonna... made in Flash. Do you think? Look like it's made in Flash. Yeah, it did look. I... Like... I don't even think it used anything that advanced. I think it was an amateur project for like a local unit college or something like that. This is the thing. I really don't want someone who's kind of poured some time into that to feel bad, but they they do should. need to step back. They should feel bad. And it's not good. <laughs> well, no, because I don't want to feel bad, but they should feel bad. I don't want them to, but they should. But they should. If I'm going to give honest criticism, it's like... The artwork was subpar. Uh, I mean, how it was animated was kind of okay, but the artwork itself that they were animating on was poor. And it's one of the few times I've ever seen Privateer Press put something out and almost university people uh, university people have gone, oh, that? Yeah. that looks a bit pay-as-you-go. Yeah, good, 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 uh, good words, yeah. yeah. I, just, I just didn't see the need for it. Like I don't, and then, and then right after you had the fires of war, which was like, oh, new and interesting war machine and hard stuff. Yeah, that's that's got really nice concept it's art. Got has production views. values that had production values. That was the word you're looking for. The hell is going on? It, it almost looks like it's two separate companies, and they've like. They brought the intern in for a day. It did make me think of um, the card game. It did make me think of those kind of because when they used to when they used to do little kind of training things for those, they were 
sliding animation things, weren't they? Uh, Scrapper's I, card I, game sort of thing. Yeah, and stuff. I, I don't even think... I, I think they were better advertised than that was. It was truly appalling. Yeah, that was kind of a different company. That's what made me think of it. Tinker Games made those, didn't they? Uh, was that right or not? Somebody else? No, uh, Tinker House was the app. Yeah, you're right. It was, yeah. That was the that was the original. Well, it, it it still is War. Yeah. Actually, did they make War? Yeah, they do. You're right, it's this War Room, isn't it? That's what, yeah, you're right. I've got my wires crossed completely. Um, I'm trying to actually remember. Uh, see if there's like a guide to the differences between last year's Steamroller and this one's like there's one change of scenario and that's really about is it. Is there one extra scenario? Uh, it's not an extra scenario. Oh, extra. Not. I, thought we had, I thought we had an extra one. That's it. Yeah. No. And even, just... they've, even the last few though, they've t- reverted a name or. So Outflank, Outfight, Outlast went from be- being called to Outlast and then to being be called Outflank or something, didn't it? It was kind of a... Yeah, I'm waiting for it to call that last, yeah. yeah. I, j- I just don't understand why they're trying to diversify the portfolio so widely again after quite a few failures in that kind of... Because that's cause doing they do that and, and something might take off and click and that make the money because that's yeah. what they're about, really. Yeah, I understand... It's. I mean, it's the same thing GW does. Same <clears throat> fantasy flight does. You have your core money spinners, and then you launch stuff and see if it sticks. And if it does, and sometimes you pretend it's your a new a new main game that yeah. only lasts two years because that's how long the movies last. <laughs> Funny that. I know. Rough to border. Wait, what? <sighs> so yeah, uh, let's have a look. So scenario wise for Steamroller, we got the Pit Two, which is pretty much the same. Standoff, which is pretty much the same spread the net which is exactly the same invasions new that's the new scenario so that's got uh two circles six inches in from the board edge um it's got a uh a, a rectangular zone sort of with its thin end toward the players and an objective at either end of the uh wait, the wait a minute zone. can i go back to my incomplete thought one second oh, i don't know God. can you I don't know. It just, I understand what you're saying about a business being a business and, and doing new things and trying to expand IPs. But how about just trying to do one thing really well, at least? Well, that won't make enough money. But but will putting resources into a game that potentially no, won't have... because I would say that there's a ceiling on one game. Uh, and War Machine has got to the point where it, it arguably saturated it on a worldwide level to the point where they couldn't either keep up or there was an issue with it. Um, and um, I don't think. Th- so look at 40k. 40k, one of the most successful games of any in any genre, anything worldwide, and yet that, that still would stale if they did le- if they just left it or just focused on one game. Yeah, that's true. But I don't think there's a parity there between GW and 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 PP because the game that they're is not. It's taking from their franchise that they have that's still a bit, still not as established as as. It may have reached saturation, but it's not as established as as Warhammer as that brand is. These characters to create weird and wacky characters, and then just throw your your token Alpha Assassin lady in there as well, who's like the only recognisable sort of character. You know, it just it it just didn't. I don't understand. I like, think it's a random punt. I, I agree. It is I don't necessarily think it's for me, but I mm. can. I don't see it as a weird thing to do. I think it's a an interesting thing to um to I throw mean, in. There are people saying that it's kind of um, it's meant to be based around the kind of the, the hero shooter MOBA kind of thing as a development, which is where uh, Aris 
Dyer's going for Infinity. Yeah, they're they're, they're late on that bandwagon, though. If they're, oh, God, if they're yeah. like mechs, mechs and minions, and the, I, I mean they already capitalized on but their own mobile. As, as far as I'm concerned, that genre was developed, peaked, and died years ago. Yeah, um, because the World of Warcraft miniatures game came out was fantastic and got can. Um, and if you talk to either myself or Nick, we will defend that game to the death because it was bloody amazing. Well, was it a MOBA? Was it a MOBA game, though? I mean, I, th- I look at a MOBA game and I think of Rum and Bones, for instance, or... So, it was... Um, it was it was, it was was like a MOBA in that you had, you, you had a hex map uh, which had uh, victory point areas on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and essentially, you had this constantly respawning set of heroes... And each one had an inbuilt clock. So every time you used an ability that caused a cooldown, yeah, let's say your clock's on two and it uses up three ticks, you set your clock to five. And then you can't act again until turn five. So every character is acting in different orders and they're all kind of, you know, you get your independent respawns and capturing flags. And it's, it was very much that kind of hero and ability based game okay but was there a feeding off of a minions type system which defines more than it was closer to the hero shooter model okay good but even then getting that kind of minion feeding thing in a in a board game is eh, you're there for the heroes you're not there for that Mm. Oh yeah, sorry to keep going back to it and I won't go back to it in the episode. I just don't understand I understand what you said, Kurt, and, and it makes perfect sense to me. I just don't I don't understand their rationale at all. I, Again, the rationale is they will keep trying things. If they are bad, they any, will um, them. any they any organization bad. so this is public sector as well, so this is um there's even an edict on it if we're regarding NHS. That um, trusts are required to to um, at a certain point to if they're not trying to expand, then they will be um, financially penalised. So if you if you sit back in your laurels and just do focus on one thing, your money gets taken away gradually. So that and that's and that's mimicking. They do that, but that's mimicking commercial the commercial world. If you sit back and you or you just focus on one thing, like just like you said, if you try and just um, put all your eggs in one basket or even in two baskets. Generally speaking, unless you're trying to expand and trying new things, you're going backwards. If you're not going forwards and expanding and, and trying to enhance your business, this is any business, then you're dying. Again, I understand that because of video games and trying to, you know, trying to come up with, you can't rest on your laurels, basically. I, I, I also enjoy. understand what you mean, that it's infuriating yeah. when you've got a game that you love and you want them to focus on it and, and do things with it and expand it. Although, in fairness, they are. I mean, CID is changing. I mean, it's taken me quite a long time to kind of get my head around CID. I didn't like it for a long time. Mm. Um, it made me think, feel like the game was so complicated and changing so much I couldn't keep track. But when you look at what actually changes at the end of a CID, it's very little each time. Yeah. Um, and that's and once I realised that, I was like, oh. And I started watching their videos on a Wednesday. And that helps as well. Of kind of, I don't have to play six games a week to keep up with the changes and... I feel like I'm up to date, which is which is quite a change for me because I was really feeling like I couldn't play this game anymore. Well, t- tell you what, sh- should we? Um... Let's do a podcast, yeah. And we can, and and you can introduce me to the Crucible Guard. Okay, because I've read nothing. Oh, I could do that. I could get right back to the beginning. So I go and get my uh, 
excavation book. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I can find it it's upstairs. Fair enough. So yeah, that, that that's podcast. It's done. Yes, we, we we're done. It's five past eleven and we're done. Nobody was watching. Uh, it's a Friday night. Did we advertise anything? Yeah, it was on my well, it was on my Twitter feed. Oh, okay. Well, um, you're more Twitter famous than most of us. <laughs> I think Kurt probably best known followers. I've got nearly nine hundred. Yeah. Oh bloody hell! Were they all bots or Russians? Uh, they're Russians. They're, they're fairly they're fairly reasonable to to employ. <laughs> no, Kurt Kurt has like wider, more historical interests than I do. I also went through a phase of deliberately trying to build my Twitter, and then I—that was quite a while ago now. Um, so uh, I, um, but from that, it's gradually eked up. It hasn't quite got to nine hundred, but yeah, it's interest. Twitter is about spheres of interest. So wargaming is one, and within that, you have other facets. And expanding it into forty k is expanding my following. But literature and um, weird occult stuff is also. This is interesting. Um, <coughs> the person. The Star Wars and EA hired to write a single-player campaign game, basically, for EA has left, saying that the single-player Star Wars game was shelved. I'm not surprised, um, because EA is all about games as a service and multiplayer only. Yeah, scumbags. It's it's the way that a lot of gaming is going, and quite frankly, um, I, I have no time for it. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I get there, there are games that I have played for long periods of time. Like consistently. I've played wow for long periods of time. I've played overwatch for long periods of time. And they are stuff that is constantly updated. I, I, I get that, that that's a thing. Um, but there are companies out there now like EA, like Ubisoft, who want you to not only have that economy where you play a game for a long period of time, but they still want to have the annual, like, 50, 60 quid limited edition release. Yeah. And it's like, you get one or the other. I bought Overwatch once, two years ago, and other than, what was it, 20 quid that I spent on loot boxes once? That's it. I haven't paid a subscription fee. I don't pay for new characters. I don't pay for new levels. You haven't, but the the, the drip feed of those was at one point quite. Oh, it's too it's, slow for. It, it, I realised that the game is paid for by the whales. Yeah, that that's that, that's quite clearly it, um, and also part funded by um, the esports um, as well. I think um, so. The what was briefly the most um, pop, most well um, funded was Marvel um, Contest of Champions was. I don't know if it still is, but it was for about a year or better part of a year. One of the most profitable um, mobile games, but I don't think it's the whales that give them the majority of the funding. I think it's, I think it's, it's everybody. It's the majority. So it's not the people who spend nothing, and it's not the whales because the whales are a small number of people. Mm, oh, it, no, uh, the, the I disagree. Yeah. The, the studies into it say that the whales pay for about ninety percent. Oh, yeah. really? That's yeah, it's the, I, I'm a whale. You would think it was the thousands of people who spend a tenner here and there, wouldn't you? No, yeah. I'm I, I'm a whale in Hearthstone. I've oh. put so much money into that, and that's what is it? By what's that expression like? Buyer's remorse, or whatever. You know that false yeah. equivalency where you've put so much money in that you have to keep playing the game, even though you're not enchanted that's, with that's it. A, so that's that's interesting because that ties it the other way around. So the 
there's um the blind box reward crates um are now being linked to gambling especially in in teenagers yeah. so um and, and and what you've described is the other side of the gambling spectrum issue mm. um where you can't stop playing because you've invested so much you want to try and win it back because it's yeah. big but get your value back in a different way yeah um, exactly but yeah. there's a there's a lot of um legally they're looking at um it came around again recently they're talking about it again recently um these reward crates and it's not you and i that's the problem because to be honest i get sick of stuff and i turn it off but if you're imagine being 14 and playing this now mm. <coughs> you know or younger it's it's like, I mean, little, it's like my yeah. kids watching youtube videos of them opening blind bags it's that's at a lower safer level but they're still watching them open hundreds of them it's, will, it's a weird I, thing i will invest in a game that i want to see continue and i know that rainbow six is one of these ones which i've now started to put money into <laughs> I stopped putting money into Hearthstone. Stopped putting money into WoW. I stopped WoW at the end of Legion, actually. Um, but... here, here, here we go, actually. Um, this is from the Wall Street Journal. Uh, this is forcing game makers to get smarter and shrewder about turning freeloaders into spenders. The ultimate prize, catching whales who plunk down 50 or even $100 a month on extra turns, special powers, and other virtual goodies in mobile games. Uh, mobile game whales who spend at least a hundred dollars a month generate two thirds of all revenue. Wow! People playing such games, uh, up from about one uh, about one half a year ago, according to Swerving, a mobile marketing firm. Wow! So that's two thirds of all people that make money for these games are putting down fifty to a hundred dollars a month on mobile titles. Now it depends what else you have in your life, but that still isn't. Oh yeah. That's still a reasonable amount of money, isn't it? I mean, I haven't spent a hundred quid a month on a game, but but I would spend I spend ten twenty quid here and there on Contest of Champions. When I was playing it a lot, but it, I mean, if it, that wouldn't it, be every month though. That would be I don't know, maybe forty a quarter. You know, kind of. I mean, if if I think about it, I spend uh, anywhere between twenty and sixty pounds a month on films. Yeah, which you know, for for that I get a certain amount of hours of viewing time, and I can watch them anytime I like as, again as well. Um, I mean, if they're getting that many hours of enjoyment out yeah, of the yeah. game, yeah, it's it's not the end of the world. But at the same point, I can see how that's very addictive, and that's why I try and avoid it. I know I I've have got friends who like now. casinos who will take take a hundred quid to a casino, expecting to lose it, but they're not gambling addicts. They just enjoy going, and they know that's what it costs. Yeah. And that's sensible gambling. Um, yeah. Well, and, and, and there are, if, I mean, if you do go to a casino, which, by the way, we're not advocating, we're just stating. <laughs> I just have to throw that one out there. Okay. Um, if you go into a casino, you know, if you are spending a certain level, but you do get the, the whole, the free drinks, the free food, depending on where you go. So it is the whole 100 quid for an evening out. And what's the difference between that and just going to like another bar because the cost really doesn't turn out to be that much different. True. So that's what, that's why um, playing magic in a pub is quite funny. Cause I don't go to the pub normally. And then we go to the pub, but we we're, we're only buying a couple of drinks, but the money that we would spend normally on supposedly buying lots of drinks is spent on buying magic cards beforehand. Kind <laughs> of thing as a weird sort of justification. To go into the pub, it's really well. Yeah, I, I dread to think how much I spend on board games for board game evenings. Uh, I recently spent quite a lot on Kickstarter again for board games. Oh no, what have you done? Well, nothing I haven't told you about already. I mean, like Judge Dread and that sort of stuff. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, oh, I have actually just th- there's a Kickstarter that finished quite recently. Um, that I backed um, called Villagers, I think. Oh, I did back it, but I didn't pay for it, so I'm tempted to jump on it afterwards. Mm. I mean, that looked I... quite cheap, cheap and simple. I did, I did, I saw that one. Yeah, it looked quite neat. Um, yeah, what was it? It's, uh, yeah, villages. It's very clean looking. Yeah. Um, like civilization building card game. And I like that sort of design. Uh, plus, it's a single small box for the entire thing. I'm yeah. well behind that. Uh, um, I'll reference Benj as well. I think I think you've shown interest in these. Um, I did back the was it the premium edition of Gunsmith Cats. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, Kenichi Sonada's uh, new Bean Bandit sequel. Yeah, that, I I would have I would have backed them, but I had a bit of a weird experience when I backed that um, under the dog. Was under it the called? Dog. Yeah, it was, that was a weird experience. They delivered. It's just it was nowhere near what it originally was supposed well, they, to be. Like that does happen occasionally. They didn't make any enough money to go past like twenty minutes, did they? I'm not sure how long the final cut was that I got, but it felt longer than that, but it felt very incomplete. Yeah. I mean, uh, Bean Bandit, uh, they asked for 15 million yen Mm -hmm. and got 23 million, which is, it's not like huge amounts of money. Um, Did you hear about the live action Gundam that's just been announced? I, I cried a bit. Oh, the second live-action Gundam. Yeah, everybody forgets Saviour. For fuck's sake. G Saviour, again, we're going off into nerd territory here. G Saviour is one of the worst things I have ever seen. You're you're out-nerding me. Reuse Starship Trooper armor. Do you know of of Gundam, Kurt? Yes. Okay, so imagine if some Canadians got their hands on the license for Gundam and made a low-budget, made-for-TV, sci-fi spectacular out of Gundam. Right, wait, let, let me... Let me put imagine Firefly was fucked by a really bad Gundam <laughs> rip-off, okay? Uh, no, Bench. No, no. seriously, look at... Look at they, they, they reused the armor of the Starship Troopers, which the Federation did in Firefly. They, the main... Yep. Uh, the 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 factions were very similar to the factions in but Firefly. It was the budget of Firefly. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not arguing that. I'm arguing the we're, premise. We're talking. This is like all the worst bits of Babylon Five, where it looks like the sets are going to fall over. There's no bad bits of Babylon Five. That's Get kind out. of true. There is no bad bits of Babylon Five. Get out. Really? We're, yeah. we're, we're talking about the final season now, are we? You're all right. Babylon 5 is a work of art. I Maybe. mean, I love... Is it season 4 that's the one before that? Season, season, four, four. Is, season 4 is the disappointing one with the jam too much in together. But yes. Oh, see, now... I, whether, there's the campaign to take back Earth, isn't it? Yes. yes. Yeah. And yeah. some good bits. The space, space battles are amazing. Yeah, but it's just uh, plus a bit jammed together. Was Sheridan is being tortured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fantastic episode. Lots of good ones, yeah. Um, so I, I came back to five, and I I found that I didn't hate five anywhere near as much. Yeah, <sighs> I've still never had the heart to watch it all the way through. Hey, at least it wasn't as bad as Crusades. I've that watched the first a... episode of that. I watched all of it. I watched most of it to be garbage. You, but anyway, you're more fools. Uh, but anyway, the season one thing two, that, one season thing two and heard. three are the are the, just the high points. We know that. 
The one thing that hurts is they can never do an HD version of Babylon 5. No. No. Yeah, we know. We've we talked about this. Yeah, the place where the special effects were done burnt down. Maybe somebody, maybe that was a good thing. Maybe, uh, maybe just let it go. Let it go. Oh, it I knew you would be let that go. Because it, because it, it looks. I've had my musicals playlist on the car. Leave me alone. Oh, yeah, okay. I've, I've had the soundtrack to La La. Oh, wait. No, I need to say this. I need to say this before you cut. Coco, the Disney movie. Fucking He's amazing. Great. Yes. Yes, absolutely amazing. I, cr- I I laughed, I cried. I cried some more. I laughed again, and then I cried. I loved that movie. Carry on, Kurt. Sorry. So I have other alternate non-gaming end of the business, which is I went to see some live bands, which was absolutely amazing. So Nine Inch Nails in the Royal Festival Hall. Was Matt the Royal there? Festival Hall, an orchestral environment made for classical music. Nine Inch Nails. Was Matt there? I didn't see him, no. Didn't you go and see I, him? I have, been Stone Age. With, wow. I have been to Nine Inch Nails with Matt, sorry. Yes, I went to Queen's Stone Age. Yeah, so I remember seeing you saying that other people were moaning about it, but you were like really high on seeing them. Um, tons of whinging online about services, about toilets, about, um, about not being able to get a drink, about missing bands because they were too busy queuing for drinks. And I'm like, it was a one-day festival. You have to be strategic about when you go to the bar, the toilets, the food, everything yeah. else. So, uh, and also, if it's a one-day festival thing, personally, you get there right at the start, and you do everything. You buy a t-shirt early, and you do everything else early, and then you go sit on the grass with a pint, and you watch bands sit on the grass from from like half past what, half past twelve, and you. It was an awesome day. So by the time it got to like seven o'clock and the queues were so long from two different bars that they crossed over each other and got in a mess yeah. i didn't care i'd have four or five pints by then so we did get we did get more drinks after that in the end um because Cesar was a god amongst queuing but uh, and just when squeeze the stones were on stage there were no queues he was like I-, I don't mind i'll go now it'll be five minutes he was back with like four pints i was like you god that's amazing um, <laughs> And because um, people next to us came back with pints, I'm like, "How did you do that?" There's no queues now, and he was gone. Um, it was great. Um, I didn't experience the things that people people complained bitterly and in entitled ways about things that were wrong with that whole weekend. Because it was three different things. It was like Liam Gallagher on the Friday, Queens of Stone Age and Friends with the Iggy Pop. Iggy Pop was amazing, and the Hives they were amazing as well, and um, and lots of other cool new bands. Um, but the like, Hives hey. write their own music, yeah. <laughs> and I can see what you did there. <laughs> um, uh, I don't. Um, I like them. I'm kind of lost. Like hives. Yeah. They're a, a Swedish kind of. Uh, oh, no, I, I know who the hives are. They were popular while I was in secondary school. Yes. Yes, I was older at the time. But um, uh, yeah. But a lot of their music sounds a lot like other things. Okay, fair enough. I think that's what um, Benji was alluding to. Well, in I, fact, I know, I know it got used in the uh, the Lego Rock Band game. I don't know that, but yeah. As as one of the boss stages. There we go. But people complaining that they couldn't get to the bar, they couldn't get to food, they couldn't get to anything else. I had some amazing noodles, I had drinks, I had everything. It was great. Um, I think it was people didn't treat it like a festival. They treated it like, I want to go to this gig, I want to get drinks, what I want. It's 40,000 people. It's going to be an arse, isn't it? <coughs> That's the way I looked at it. It was great. I enjoyed it. Fair enough. How were Nine Inch Nails? Um, See, so yeah, I've read mixed reviews of that as well. Um, It was a, a definitely a unique experience of Nine Inch Nails because it's a small venue and it was an arena tour gig or became an arena tour that they then brought brought into this tiny little venue of like three and a half thousand seed or something it is um 
I loved it. It was fantastic. Um, people complain about sound, um, but when you listen to interviews and see what they were going for, they were going for a loose, rough, more early 90s kind of loose sound. Not them electronic early 90s like they were. I mean, that they, they were. it was really good. Short answer to your question. Utterly amazing. I loved it. Um, it's quite a lot of... Um, it's one guy who was almost right behind me filmed um, several tracks that were on YouTube and quite well as well. Modern phones are really good for this now. Mm. Um, yeah, it was I, really I do good. hate to sound old, though, but I just get very annoyed. Uh, you get annoyed. Them. I can see them all. <laughs> it's, I see it's every phone. The through their phone. It's like, no, be here. Enjoy this so now. I used to think that. But I used to think exactly that. And I used to be the person, because I see over everybody else. So I see everybody holding their phone up. And at times, all you see are phone. But somewhere on the way, I think it was, I saw Josh Hom doing acoustic, Lee Tung and Queens of Stone Age doing an acoustic solo gig in, in Royal Festival Hall a few years ago. And that was an amazing gig. I loved it. Seated, acoustic, quiet. He was drunk. It was fantastic. <laughs> um, he was, he came up. I've never seen him come on so drunk because he was, he was nervous as well on his own. It was, it was a really unique gig. But um, that gig, there are tons of videos of it on YouTube. And I really like that there are tons of videos on YouTube of that gig. And that changed my mind because suddenly you can go, I can watch bits of that again. I can. Um, and that uh, specifically of that gig, most of the things I don't really want to, but that gig is so different. Um, so oh. I don't get as annoyed as I used to. Yeah. And okay. It, phones even, are everywhere. Everybody's recording yeah. everything all the time anyway. Even when, even when, okay, I've got two separate stories where A, I enjoy a mobile phone reminding me of a song and B, where I was trying to watch at the cinema uh, a movie and the movie going audience were all on their phones texting and I got angry oh, I told, yeah. told, told yeah. the one next to me that they needed to put their phone away but that was a different culture they were they were Spanish exchange students killing time supposedly right um, but it really pissed me off because I wanted to see that movie really badly if you have paid to see a film right mm-hmm. then uh, I think everyone should abide by uh, Mark Commode's rules of the cinema so that you have to even take in quiet snacks. There will be no talking. Or eat your popcorn during trailers and adverts. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Also valid. I'm trying to think what was the loudest snack Which children do anyway. Well, they they arrived 25 minutes late into the film. They used their mobile phones to find their seats, which blinded a lot of the people that were in there. And then proceeded to text. So the nearest person next to me, uh, who then got their mobile phone out and joined them, I stood up, went over there. Must have looked like fucking death incarnate, because uh, he very scaredly put his mobile phone away, and his friend stopped eating the popcorn as well. Uh, here here so. we go. What's the other half? Let's bench, bench, what's the other half? Uh, the other half was uh, a gig that we went to back when mobile phones were pretty shite. Uh, I could could not remember the song. The beat was stuck in my head for days. Went on YouTube, found a very even poor quality upload of it. It, it I got the song, well, I got at least the lyrics, was able to find it <coughs> because of that mobile phone okay. uh, poor recording. And that is one of my favorite songs to this day. So, um, and it reminded me of a really great time that I had. Yeah. Gig. So, 
Yeah, so I can totally relate to what Kurt says, and I can totally hate mobile phone users at the same time. For reference, Mark Commodes, well, well the Wittertainment Rule Code of Conduct for Cinemas. Mm-hmm. No eating of anything harder than a soft roll with no filling. <laughs> no slurping of drinks. No rustling of super high-density rustlomatic extra rustle bags. Nice. No irresponsible parenting, so your five-year-old does not want to come with you to see the latest 12A. Mm-hmm. Uh, no hobby <laughs> includes right. knitting, drug dealing, model airplane assembly, fighting, having sex, or updating Facebook. Uh, no talking, no mobile phone usage at all. Not even on fa- uh, not even on flight mode. This isn't an airplane; it's a cinema. No kicking of seats. No arriving late, and most importantly, no shoe removal. <sighs> so um, that's good. I like that sound. The um. Posted Wait, on the door of every cinema. What am I, what is is Mark Commode the Channel 4? BBC. He's the BBC, Radio BBC, 5. Yeah, uh, lots of different BBC. He's he, just, he came originally from Radio 1 years and years yes. ago. Well, well my, uh, him and Simon Mayo used to do the, the, the films on Radio 1, and now they do them on Radio 5. Did he used to have uh, a quiff? Yes, he's got a big quiff. He used to appear when he was very young on the afternoon show with... Maybe even Steve Wright, but certainly with um, with uh, oh, I can't remember his name now. It's gone. Doesn't matter. Um, so the worst gig I well, not worst. One of the worst gigs I went to, or worst gig experiences I had, was a gig I was looking forward to so much, and that was Beck. It was oh wow, Beck, and I love Beck. Beck yeah. in the Shepherd's Bush Empire, and it was weird because it was an amazing gig, as in as much as the music was really good. But so many of the people who were there were just stood around talking all the way through the entire thing. Uh. So support acts, people talk through support acts. Totally get that. That just happens. You've got to suck that up. You yeah. shut, if you want to try and avoid, enjoy a support act, you often have to shut everybody else out and listen. So going to watch Wolf Alice when they were supporting um, Rudimental. Most of the people watched to see Rudimental. I didn't. I wanted to see Wolf Alice. So I had to deliberately ignore everybody else and just get into Wolf Alice because most people weren't interested. Yeah, That was fantastic. And I knew that was the case. This was Beck, the main act. Most people stood around, it seemed. It felt like just talking. Always like it was a, like it was a bar and they were just like the band in a bar. It was weird. And there was no phones involved. Nothing, not, not the usual kind of noise we just talked about. It was just the fact that people were just clearly there to either say they had been there or just because they went to the Empire and that's what they did on a Thursday night or I don't know. Don't know. You, you always get the odd bad live thing. Oh, totally. Just, just crowds don't cooperate. And... Well, crowd crowd is a really interesting one. So having been to quite a lot of gigs, I've got a photo album full of tickets for my gigs. Um, the best gigs are, for me, are the cohesive crowd gigs. So they are the Night's Nails gigs, the Tool gigs, the Deftones. The, so the alternative, slightly heavier bands where the crowd come together as one as a kind of a an entity um the worst gigs have been things like beck u2 was one of my worst gigs because the crowd never pulls together because there's just too much of a diverse audience yeah. um queens of the stone age was quite diverse actually but we were a group on our uh, and it was because we were just together that seemed to i don't know isolate us from and there were people around us who were of the same mindset there were people who weren't but it didn't seem to matter and it was that kind of day it was more of a festival type crowd yeah um, and festival crowds are odd and different. Um, yeah, I, I enjoy gigs where it is. Uh, it's interesting going to gigs like Elbow, where it's a, it's not that hardcore alternative crowd. 
it's a mixture of six music and radio two, mm. which is a whole different new experience, but it still works. It's just different. Can't you hear those cavalry drums? Right. I need a drink and stuff. So yeah, me too. I shall... Is that because I, I started singing back? <laughs> no, I think I think I've actually got some Beck on the playlist. I love Beck. Baby Driver soundtrack. Deborah. I, I do like Beck, but he is a Scientologist. You have to point that out. Uh, I don't care. The artist from the art? Yes, uh, I do. Yes, Tom Cruise, totally. you don't, probably. Oh, do. no. Tom Cruise and his hair still provide wonderful filmic entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, um, today, because well, I've been off sick, I've been watching lots of um, with Cinema Wins YouTube, where he just basically goes through and just says how cool things are with no negative, almost no negativity at all. It's a really cool YouTube channel. I've just, I love watched um, Edge of Tomorrow, and he was just talking about um, Tom Cruise, and it's so good, <laughs> so much fun. All positivity, all the time. Oh, no, I tell a lie. I do not have any Beck on the playlist. Have you not got? Have you not got the Baby Driver soundtrack? I thought you'd like that. Um, I think I've listened to it, but it's the the, the playlist is my like two thousand track stick on random, see what I get thing. Okay. So I'm I'm looking at the bees, and I've got like Basement Jacks, The Beautiful South, uh, Big Giant Circles, Black Sabbath, Blackmore's Night, The Blue Man Group, Blue Oyster Cult. Okay. So it runs the gamut. Agreed. Uh, I love my Spotify uh, playlist. Anyway, uh, so I'm on Amazon. I think I might need to switch to Spotify. Hey, it's really.